0: All right. Hey everyone, Glenn here from Brighton Group Fitness and PT. How are you all going today? Uh, Hopefully you're enjoying some sunshine in Adelaide. Very sunny today. Great weather. Definitely. So as you can probably see in the description, uh, we've got Mitch Ping here. The one and only. The one and only. So Mitch and I used to work together uh, when I was PTing at Good Life not too long ago. um, And he started his own podcast. So he had asked me to be a guest on his podcast which I'm really excited about. So you guys are gonna get a sneak peek behind the scenes. All right, we've got the little mic set up here on our boxing bags. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, very underground. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to having a chat to Mitch. And you guys might learn something about me or Mitch. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And
1: feel free to ask, que- I don't know, can I see questions when they come up? Yeah,
0: yeah, we should be able to see comments when they come up. So if you are jumping on the uh, replay or the live stream, just Comment below when you jump on. Let us know if you can hear us and see us. Um, and yeah, if you have got any questions, just fire them down below.
1: Yeah, and shoot some love hearts. You do that on here. Yeah, love, yeah hearts. love hearts.
0: Yeah, no, no sad faces though. <laughs> no, can they do that? Yeah. Oh no, no sad faces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have to, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, cool. So you'll see behind the scenes. Mitch is going to introduce his podcast or whatever he does. Um, and then hopefully interview me and, and we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah. Have you been interviewed before?
0: Yeah. I've been on a few podcasts. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. I should have listened to them before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Welcome to the show, Glenn. I really like how you're projecting your voice. That's great. Uh, uh, so let, let's take it back to where it all started for you and sort of your school days and your unhealthy, um, sort of lifestyle back then. And yeah, just bring us through to today.
0: Yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, so back in the day, you know, before I was probably 10, I was a very active kid. Yeah. You know, um, T-ball, baseball, all those, you know, kids sports. I was always into them, you know, running around the backyard, everything I could get. I always had a ball in my hand or something, you know, golf ball, cricket ball, tennis ball, whatever. Um, but then once we turned, or once I turned 10, my family and I moved state. So from WA to SA and I just lost all motivation for some reason, you know, whether it was a new, uh, place, new friends, new school, all that sort of stuff. I just felt like I, uh, wasn't fitting in as easy. So that kind of led me to stop playing sports, stop being so active, eating more, you know, eating more crap. Uh oh. Yeah. So you can probably see the way it's going. but. You know, that, that sort of early time 10, 11, 12 I think was very pivotal in the direction that I was heading um, before we moved states I was a you know straight A student pretty much very switched on when we moved states I switched all that off um, so I, I felt like I had to be someone else to fit in which now looking back I see so many people doing the same thing yeah. and they don't realise it um and you know whether it's kids playing up or even adults you know playing up and feeling like they don't fit in yeah it, it's so prevalent um now looking back now i have been through it so i can kind of see where it's all oh going. you definitely learned from it definitely so i learned some big lessons you know through that period and then once i started high school i was starting to get fairly overweight um so what 13 14 when you start high school and that is about the time when I started smoking weed. Oh, Yeah. Okay. So, you know, got into At the 13. drugs. 13? Yeah. Shit. Yep. So, I had my first little taste when I was 13. Um, and it just continued from there. So, you know, I had to be with the cool kids. Right. had to try and fit in. had to do what they were doing, what the older kids were doing. And we lived in the country, so there wasn't much else to do, so they say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was, it was drinking, it was, you know, smoking weed and that was my youth. <laughs> right. All the healthy stuff. <laughs> all the good drinking stuff. Drinking and smoking. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, that wasn't ideal obviously. And then it was eating junk food a lot. Um, you know, whatever I could get my hands on, it was, it was there. When you got the munchies and you stoned, you know, <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, fast forward to probably I was 17, 18, um, and I hit the heaviest that I have ever been. Um, And that was just before 100 kilos, and I'm only short.
1: Yeah, wow. So, at 17,
0: 18, 100 kilos. Oh, my God. a short fellow. That's how
1: much I weigh right now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. So,
0: I got to 97, and I looked at the scales one day, and I said, wow, like, I don't want to get to 100. Yeah. You know, i I'm not built for a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um, so being 17, 18, I just said, okay, I'm going to do a few little changes. So then I started, um, you know, going for little runs and okay. little fitness things, but I wasn't taking it serious.
1: Right. Was there a girl that you're like, oh, I want to impress this girl. And uh, if I'm a hundred, okay. <laughs> <laughs> always. Okay. I, I never had a yeah. girlfriend until I was
0: 19. right really. Yeah. So, you know, I would always ask girls out at high school and they would say, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a pro- Me?
0: Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But, um, you know, I always got rejected and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess that was probably...
1: Okay. So, you faced a, a lot try. of rejection.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which definitely you can learn from that as well.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, fast forward and, you know, by the time I was 25, so between probably 18 and 25, I started going nightclubbing. You know, partying lots, taking party drugs, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, which wasn't a healthy option. It's as not. As you can tell. <laughs> um, so, my weight just stayed sort of around, you know, 85, 90 around then. Okay. And so, you did lose like a little, a little bit little of lost a little bit. Yeah. Okay, okay. lost a little bit. But it just hovered, you know, 85, 90 for a long time. Yeah. I hit 25, went through bouts of depression, anxiety, all those okay, things. Okay, how bad? Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so I hit my rock bottom just after my 25th birthday in, in 2013. Okay. And I locked myself in a wardrobe for about a day and a half. A day and a half? Yeah, a day and a half. Wow. Um, and contemplated suicide numerous times. Okay. So, you know, just crying in a bowl, just very, very dark place. Wow. Um, literally as well. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just being in that dark place in a not very healthy relationship at the time. Yeah. So did girlfriend. Yeah, I was I was with a girlfriend from when I was 19 to 25. Okay. Um and yeah, we weren't in a healthy relationship. We weren't um uh, you know on the same level. Yeah. So we'd partied a lot, we'd done a lot together and you know it, it just wasn't healthy. Yeah. To stay that way and I just went downhill. Um, you know, in between that time I'd lost my grandma to cancer, my brother to a car accident. Oh wow. So it just compiled on top, on top, um, which put me more into depression, all that sort of stuff. So once I hit rock bottom, I just said, you know, enough's enough. After all these thoughts going through my head, you know, how am I going to do it? How am I going to tell everyone, you know, that I'm leaving all that sort of stuff.
1: Where were you living at the time? Were you living with your girlfriend? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we were living together, um, in the Western suburbs of Adelaide. Yeah. And yeah, like we'd have had a massive bender that sort of week. So we were coming down all that sort of stuff. So it wasn't...
1: On drugs? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't ideal. Um, but yeah, I just clicked and, and something clicked and I said, okay, Enough's enough. You know, I'm 25 now. I need something to show in my life. Um, I felt like I had nothing that I was proud of. Okay. You know, I wasn't proud of myself. Yeah. So something clicked and I said, okay, you know, I've got to make my family proud and myself proud. And that was a big thing for me to make myself proud. Yeah. Was pretty huge in that moment. You know, something clicked and I said, okay. I'm going to do whatever it takes to not be whatever here it again. takes. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever it takes to, to, not be in that position again. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, it just clicked. And that's when I really started to get serious with health fitness, um, and helping myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it all started was helping myself, you know, helping myself get out of where I was. Um, in about six months I lost, um, I think it was about 10 kilos or something. Wow. Um, just from stopping drinking, stop partying, stop eating crap and doing more exercise, you know, okay. going out for morning walks, all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, morning
1: walks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it, it was just simple stuff and I didn't really have the, the knowledge base at the time, but it was just common sense, you know, cutting out the crap foods.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, moving more, doing, you know, less of. They're not so healthy stuff, obviously, <laughs> but it, it was just common sense at the time. And, you know, once I was doing it for a while and I was eating fairly clean, as they call it these yeah, days, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you could call it paleo at the time. Okay. That was kind of when it was starting to build momentum. Um, and I heard all about the paleo movement and I thought, this is what I'm pretty much doing. Yeah. You know, I've cut out all the crap. I'm just eating good quality food and it's working. Like, yeah. It, it's just, pretty simple, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, that's why with my clients now, I like to keep things simple.
1: Yeah. Kiss. Yeah. Keep it simple, sexy.
0: Definitely, yep. <laughs> so, there's no point over anything because it's not complicated.
1: Yeah. You know... The body's life. very complicated, but the how to get healthy yeah. isn't.
0: No, the mechanisms and the levers you pull are very simple. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, now my philosophy is you know, being healthy and fit and stuff like that is simple, but it's also hard if you make it.
1: Oh yeah. It can be very hard.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, big thing is just to simplify things first Okay. and just simplify life Yeah. is a big thing. So that's what worked for me. Um, and you know, it's working for my clients these days. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's kind of me in a nutshell.
1: Wow. There's a lot of things. <laughs> Like I said, I've worked with Glenn for like... You're probably good luck for like a year or something. Yeah, a yeah, bit over a year. Yeah. And I mean, we, we chatted quite a bit, but we never really dug that deep. That's crazy. <laughs> that's I the mean, first
0: time you heard most of that. Yeah, probably.
1: wow. That's um, it's a lot to take in. And it makes a lot of sense now how sort of passionate you are about helping people get from where you were to where you are now. And and that's probably the best uh, person to, have, to listen, to hear it from. Because someone like me, not that I don't know what to tell them, but, you know, I've never really been um, that depressed or, like, um, had a phase in my life where I was, like, drinking and partying and stuff. So, whereas this young guy's like, oh, hey, just uh, go for your morning walk. It's like, oh, okay. But to hear your story, you you can relate to a, a lot better. And I think that's something I really try and do is to try and relate and put myself in their position and if like whenever I start something new I'm like oh wow that's this is actually really hard to do yep. starting something new and I'm like wait that's my job I tell people to do new things all day and then I'm like disappointed in them when they don't do it so it's it's not about leading the horse to water and let me know if you agree with this but not about leading the horse to water because that, that's easy to do hey drink more water but when they don't drink more water, it's like it's not your, it's not their fault. It's more your fault because you've given them a task that's too hard to do. So you want to lead the horse to water and make them really thirsty, like oh, it's going to be so good for your hydration and your digestion and your health and your sleep and your mental. If you just have this cup of water every morning, and that like, okay, maybe I will have some water. Yeah. So it's not blaming your clients. It's it's blaming. Not blaming yourself, but trying to think, okay, how can I make this easier for them? Mm. What kind of things do you do to keep it simple yep. and easy for your for your clients and your group?
0: Yep. Your cool. group So training? if we stay on the water situation, yeah. that's probably one of the first things that I get most of my okay. clients to focus on is their water intake, you know, keeping track of how much they're drinking in the first place. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Most people think, "Oh yeah, I drink heaps of water." <laughs> you know, you know, it might be one glass a day. <laughs> yeah, that that's not heaps. <laughs> um, but the tracking is is key to start. Yeah, with, if you to can't track know, it. yeah, to actually know how much you're drinking in the first place, and then we look at adding in, you know, whether it's a hundred meals a week. You know, yep. if you do that seven weeks in a row, there's seven hundred mils more. Yeah. Than you were drinking seven weeks ago.
1: hundred mils total in a week?
0: A day, or you know, okay, a day. You know each day. Right, right, right. Each, each day, day for a week, and then you add, you know, another yep. hundred mils each day for a week. You know, there's shitload. <laughs> I know, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. And then if you think, you know, in twenty weeks' time, there's an extra two liters of water. Yeah, wow. That they were drinking than before. And those small gradual changes are more sustainable in my eyes.
1: Oh, it's for the long term, yeah. That's
0: right. So, a big principle that I learnt a long time ago and live by is a Japanese principle called Kaizen. Okay. So, that translates roughly um, into small continual changes create long sustainable growth.
1: Small continual changes create long continuous growth.
0: Yeah, or long sustainable growth. Long sustainable growth. growth. Yeah. Okay. So, if you sit there and think about that for a little while, it's pretty mind-blowing that, you know, one little change can create a massive change at the end. Yeah. So, if you're flying to, you know, from Adelaide to Sydney, and you make one degree of turn, Oh, my God. By the time you get to Sydney or something, you're way off course. Yeah. So, that one little change, that 100 mils of water... If you change that on a regular basis, it's going to send you on a different trajectory, you know, a different path. Totally. So just that one little change can make huge difference in the long run. Wow. It may not feel like it makes change in the short term, but long term it will. Uh, so that's what I get my clients to do, is is not to look how much I can change at once. Yeah. You know, I need to do this, 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 this. Whereas I say, no, scale it back. Yeah. Do one to three things. See how the, you the go with those. One
1: to, one to three things. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So one to, th- one to three things. See how they go. See what works, what doesn't work. Come back to me. You know, then we look at, you know, changing something up. If something's not working, then there's no point keep doing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's like with exercise programs and diets. It's the best diet, the best uh, exercise program is the one that you'll follow that's right yeah same thing with the the little minimum effective dose i like mm. to use that that yep. word the minimum effective dose for um being quote unquote healthy Yeah. um so yeah water what, what would be next um sleep sleep sleep
0: yep. definitely so water sleep um nutrition is probably the big things. And yep. then breathing is my four sort of. Breathing, I'm oh like, yeah. breathing? I'm breathing right now though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can delve into that a little bit if you want. Um, yeah. But they're kind of four, four easy pillars to change. Okay. Um, and they're probably the most effective ones. Yeah. So they're probably the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. Which you can grab the easiest and get the best results. Okay. Um, so, you know, we just touch on sleep. How are they sleeping? When are they sleeping? What's the environment that they're sleeping in? That's a big one. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, what's, what's the environment before they go to bed? All yeah. All that sort of stuff. How are they waking up? What time are they waking up? So, you know, that's when I really delve into it with someone, you know, one-on-one clients and stuff like that is to ask those questions and just see what's happening at home yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, as you would know, you know, sleep is so, so important to rejuvenate, to repair oh, yeah. and, and to de-stress. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, and then nutrition, you know, what are they eating? When are they eating? How are they eating? Um, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. They might chew twice. and sometimes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, so those things, you know, we look at not just one element of that it's looking at all the different elements and seeing what's working what's not Um, and then breathing touch on breathing is most people breathe but don't breathe yeah (laughs) (laughs) if that makes sense you know most people think they breathe efficiently and, and optimally but they might be only using a quarter of their you know capacity Okay. Their their ability in their lungs, in their yeah. breath, in their you know muscle mechanics through their um, intercostals, all that sort of stuff, you know, to get the breath working for them. Yeah. It's so so influential to the nervous system, to the hormones, to everything. Yeah. You know, if we're breathing calmly, in a in a stressed environment. The stress response within the body is nowhere near as high as it could be, you know, if you're breathing in a stressed way. Mm. So most people know when they're stressed or when they're exercising, they're mouth breathing, they're chest breathing, and you know, they, they feel short of breath most of the time. So if we can flip that on its head and calm that stressed breathing down, you know, whether it's nasal breathing, whether it's um, you know slowing the exhale down longer than the inhale, all those simple little things can influence so, so much.
1: Yeah, that's the low hanging fruit.
0: That's right, and yeah. it, it, everyone breathes. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we do it properly?
1: I know, uh, the chest breathing is, yeah. is such a massive one and that ties into the sleep as well. If you're mm. in that stressed breathing pattern, for eight hours at night mm. that restful sleep that you think you're going to get uh, has turned into something stressful and your body is not calming and digesting food and uh, sort of reducing information and, and rebuilding those brain pathways mm. to have you recover. Yeah. So uh, if we can touch a bit more on the breathing because I find it so fascinating and mm. I get all my clients to do a breathing drill before our session Like, so mm-hmm. we'll sit down and we'll do a long exhale um, and hold the breath which will sort of spike the sympathetic nervous system to bring you back down. Um, yes, which makes total sense for everyone. But, <laughs> um,
0: if it doesn't, ask questions. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ask, ask a question on Facebook Live here. So, uh, everyone, if you if you look up breathing or if you've heard about breathing, you've probably heard about Wim Hof and the Wim Hof breathing technique. Uh, and this is something that's so cool about Glenn is he actually did a Wim Hof breathing course before Wim Hof was like huge in the breathing and fitness community. We kind of met him and, uh, did one of his courses. So how was that?
0: Yeah, that was mind blowing. Yeah. Um, just to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, five day retreat spent in country Victoria with him. Um, and you know, it was just, Mind blown. It opened my mind up to so many different possibilities with our breath yeah, and with our stressed responses. Um, you know, it wasn't just breathing. We were in ice baths every day. Um, you know, it, it was training the body and the stress response to deal with it efficiently and optimally. Yeah. Um, so we learned so many different breathing techniques there, which I implement, you know, now. And it makes so much difference. So much. Because... If you can influence your nervous system, you know, whether it's in a stress state or a, um, a non-stress state, if you can influence that at the drop of a breath, yeah. <laughs> imagine what else you can do. Yeah. You know, even cold showers now. It's, it's winter now in Adelaide. It's damn cold. It was 3.4 degrees or something this morning when I was doing an outdoor group session. <laughs> it, it was freezing. But you can train your body to deal with the cold. Like just, that I, little bit easier just
1: imagine you're out there in like your t-shirt no I,
0: I, I like to be warm still okay. <laughs> I like to be warm still um, and Wim's the same you know he, he rugs up when he has to okay you know he, he likes to be warm still Yeah. everyone thinks that he's the ice man he loves to be cold all the time yeah it's not the case right you know we, we need to go through that that process of you know warming from external sources as well as internal. Right. Um, And it all comes down to control. You know, you control your breath, you control your nervous system, you control your body temperature, all through the breathing, all through, you know, just focusing. Yeah. You know, my first experience in an ice bath was absolute torture. (laughs) I I wouldn't recommend it to anyone to jump straight into an ice bath. You know, the first one I got into was 0.8 degrees in the water. Okay. So
1: almost... Like all ice.
0: Yeah, it was. It was just a <laughs> slushy, slushy of ice. I think there was like, what was it three, three or four hundred kilos of ice? What in in this inflatable pool? How did they load that up with ice? Uh, well, they got it delivered on a on a Ute or something, Forklift. and then there was there was heaps of us which you know chucked it in the pool. So I oh think my it was Lord. it was a
1: yeah, um, three hundred kilos of ice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so you know that was absolute torture but
1: how long were you in there for? two
0: minutes Jesus yeah so I wouldn't recommend it to anyone just to go straight into that previous to that I'd be doing cold showers yeah for probably two years before that okay Um. so I was kind of used to it and I've been doing the breath work and stuff like that in the lead up Um. but it was still torture you know I couldn't feel my fingers couldn't feel my toes or my feet so I something could,
1: that was in your underwear, you probably couldn't feel. That's
0: right. You know, I could feel <laughs> something up in my, in my throat. <laughs> um, but after getting out of there, after defrosting, it was amazing. Yeah. That The experience, the stress that my body and mind went into. As soon as I got in, you know, 30 seconds in, I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. Yeah. But, you know, with the coaching behind my ears... Wim
1: Hof yelling at you.
0: Yeah, it's just breathe through it. You know, breathe through that stress. Breathe through it. Bring the focus and the control back into you. And you can get through it. And to come out the other side, you know, two minutes on the first day. uh, We doubled it on the second and kept doubling it up to to 10 minutes or something on the last day. And that was multiple ice paths in that day. Um, it, It just changed my whole philosophy because... If you can face that kind of stress and cope with it and focus and breathe through it. Yeah. Then all the day to day stresses, life stresses. Yeah,
1: can I get out of bed this morning? Yeah, it's yeah. kinda
0: minute compared to surviving in cold. Yeah. You know, when you're in the extremes, when you're in stress, you can't think about other things. You can't think about oh, what am I having for dinner tonight? What am I doing tomorrow? Oh, should we go to the movies next week? Or, you know, you can't think about that Yeah. because you need to be focused in the moment and you need to be there. Otherwise you're going to freeze.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I want to have an ice bath right now.
0: Yeah. So they're very, very powerful. Um, I used to run workshops as well. Yeah. You know, teaching people how to get to that point of enjoying that stress and that challenge and yeah. get through it. You know, I'd have people come to my workshops freaking out, just absolutely freaking out. I I can't do it. I can't do it. And then, you know, I'd get them to do a lot of breath work before we even contemplate getting in the water. Um, and then they have that self belief. So it's not me forcing them in there. They've got to want to do it still, but they had that self belief. You know, if I can control my breath and get the feelings that we just got within the breath work, then maybe I can face the cold. Maybe I can sit in the ice. Um, you know, they'd get in, and they'd freak out for a bit, and then they'd bring their breath under control, you know, and and they'd, they'd calm down. And it's amazing what influence you can have just by breathing and, and calming yourself down.
1: Yeah, well, what breathing drills do you do before the ice bath?
0: So there's different ones that we do. Um, the general one is the Wim Hof method, which is a standard Wim Hof method, um, or, or, you know, similar to that. It's basically, Flooding your body with oxygen, you know, flushing out the CO two. So Wim calls it over oxygenating your body, super oxygenating your body. There's some people saying that that's not possible and all that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> but he he has had tests, all those scientific studies behind it. Yeah, all. yeah. Um, and there's different mechanisms that help you cope in the ice. Right. Um, so one of them is that it raises your adrenaline levels lowers your cortisol levels. So to date, as far as I know and what I've read, that's the only way that we can influence it. Right. Separately. Because normally if our um, adrenaline spikes, our cortisol spikes. Okay. Because they're both stress hormones.
1: Yeah.
0: Now they haven't been able to separate them to have one go up, one go down until they studied Wim and the breathing technique and all the other subjects, you know, that he trained to have the same result, okay. So that's one theory, you know, why we can cope in the cold, is through the spike of adrenaline, but the dump of cortisol. Right. So yeah, there's, there's that general breathing technique is pretty standard and pretty okay to do before an ice bath. Um, and how long, long would you do it for? Um, so in the workshops, we'd spend anywhere from thirty to an hour, like thirty wow. minutes to an hour, doing breath work before we jump in the ice. Wow. Yeah. So you Wait. don't have to do that. Um, it's just because in the workshops, you know, go into the science a bit, explain it, get everyone's feedback and feelings and stuff like that. If anyone was struggling with anything, then we work on that for a little bit. Um, so yeah, you could spend half an hour if you're on your own or, you know, with a partner, cause it's always best to do it with a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you could do half an hour of breath work. Okay. Charge yourself, you know. Get ready for it. Get in the ice. Do specific breath work in the ice as well to calm yourself down. Yeah. Um. And then you go through some brown fat activations and oh, yeah. stuff like that, um, which helps heat your body up. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's really really cool what you can do with your breath.
1: Oh, it's insane. Definitely. So, what what would be a calm breath in the ice bath? Do you want to get your heart rate down? to like 60 in the, in the ice
0: bath or is that? It probably won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless you've done it a lot.
1: Unless you're you, Wim Hof.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you practice a lot. So general person probably won't be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so first aim that you would want to get to is five 10 second breaths in and out. Okay. So that's kind of a general sort of baseline. Yeah. And then you increase that to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Once you can do 10, um ten second breaths in and out.
1: Okay. So in in for ten, out for ten. Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. That's a general um you know guideline I guess. Yeah. That will have your heart rate down as low as possible. You know, that will keep it down as low as possible. Okay. And that's what you want in that situation. You want your heart rate to be nice and calm, to be um doing what it should be doing. Not Working hard, you know, stressing out, pumping over too much, you know, yeah. breathing too much, dumping all your CO two and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you want nice, calm breaths, as calm as you can, um, through the nose. Inhale is best, yeah, uh, but not everyone can do that. And when you exhale, if you can't exhale through your nose, nice and slow and control it, then you want to squeeze your lips together and pretend you're blowing out a straw.
1: Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. So you
1: know (laughs) blowing out birthday candles
0: yeah just really really slowly slow it down um and that's gonna help to calm your nervous system okay to really tell your body that it's okay yeah tell it that you're in control
1: yeah i love what you said about the you're in the moment your focus which Mm. is kind of like meditation yep um is that similar to breathing drills or do you sort of separate the two (laughs)
0: <laughs> because there's lots
1: of different there is. definitions of meditation. Correct,
0: correct. Now it depends on your breathing technique.
1: Yeah. You know? can't really do a Wim Hof and. Med- we well, can. You can. Yeah, yeah.
0: can. can. So you can yeah. use the retention part right. of the Wim Hof method as your meditation. Um, because when you re- retain your breath, you're not breathing for a certain amount of time. Okay. So, you know, you may go for a couple of minutes not breathing, and you can tune in to every single feeling in your body and use that as your meditation. Yeah. Um, now, if you look at before a workout, you want to spike that sympathetic response. Right. You don't really want to meditate and calm no. yourself down too much.
1: Yeah, unless you're going for like a run, a long yeah. run
0: maybe. Yeah, possibly, yeah. definitely. Um, so that kind of breath work there, some upregulating, you know, whether it's super ventilation or something, okay, is gonna up your nervous system So that's not meditation, really. No, yeah. But in saying that, meditation can be going for walks. It can be going for a run. It can be going to the gym and lifting weights. You know, that can be someone's meditation to switch off from the outside world and just be in the moment. Yeah. So that's my philosophy on meditation is being in the moment. Yeah. Not thinking about the other stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're focused at the gym, going for walks, whatever... When you're focused, you're not thinking about the other stuff, so you're in the moment, you're in flow, and that's probably the best meditation that you can do without even realizing it. Yeah. Does that when, make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. When you're playing a video game and you look at the time, oh my god, it's been <laughs> six hours. Yeah. I've n- I've been in the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. stuff like that, stuff that you love doing. Yeah. And you lose track of time. That's meditation to me.
1: Okay. What, um, do you sit down or do you get clients to do
0: meditation or you would suggest the breathing first? I'd suggest breathing. Yeah. You know, to focus on the breath. Um, not to everyone. There's only specific clients, which I may suggest that too. The um, ones that
1: you know would do it?
0: That or? and the ones that, that, um, you know, have the other areas down pat. So right. The that okay. Yeah. touched on. Yeah. So the other ones I would, I would touch first because okay. they're they're easier for people to do, I guess. Yep. Even though breathing something we do all day, every day, Yeah. Uh, a lot of people find focusing on breathing hard. Mm. You know, they find that harder than looking at what they eat, yeah. um, how they sleep, what they drink, all that sort of stuff. They find that harder because they think, oh, that's so simple. Mm. You know, that can't make much change. Yeah. So I'd rather focus on the other areas first, get the changes happening there, and then, you know, breath work. Or if they're super stressed, super anxious, or if they're an athlete, you know, wanting to improve their performance, then we go into breath and all that sort of stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah. So so what kind of, what's your daily um, breathing, meditation, drill sort of routine? Like what kind of stuff do you do?
0: Mm-hmm. So generally in the morning, it's waking up and an upregulating, regulating breath work. Okay. So whether it's super ventilation, which just means um, controlled hyperventilation. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. So pretty much, um, a lot of nose breathing as well throughout the day. Yeah. So focus on consciously nose breathing as much as I can. Um, sometimes alternate nostril breathing to, you know, clear my head a bit. Sometimes Wait, I, Wait, what's
1: alternate nostril breathing.
0: <laughs> so there's theories out there that our left and right hemisphere of our brain are connected to each nostril. Okay. And if we block one nostril and just breathe through that for a while, it actually stimulates. Oh my God. Yeah, it stimulates the um, the opposite brain sphere, okay. hemisphere, whatever. Um, and you can actually do focused alternate nostril breathing, whether it's super ventilation style or whether it's calming, just blocking one side, blocking the other, blocking the other, blocking the other. And if you focus on that, it actually helps to get the left and right of the brain talking to each other again. Wow. So it can be pretty powerful. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah. So I can probably show you a really quick run now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So from what I've learned, from what I've been taught is you want to start on your left nostril. Okay. I'm not sure the reasoning why behind that. Yeah. Um, but you want to exhale with no nostril covered. Cover your right nostril. Inhale through the left nostril. Cover the left nostril. Exhale through the right. Once all that airs out, then you want to inhale through the right. And then cover the right and exhale through the left. So you can, can continue doing that. Um, you know, all you need to start with is one to two minutes. Right. And it, <laughs> it gets pretty cool. It gets pretty cool. Wow. So just something simple like that. It, it's it's not hard. You know, you can do it while you're walking, sitting, watching TV. Um, I probably wouldn't suggest doing it while you're driving.
1: No. <laughs> no breathing drills while you're driving.
0: No. Um, although I do consciously nose breathe while I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're sitting at the traffic lights and you know that you're stressed out or you're running late, just consciously nose breathe, you know, while you're at the lights. And then when the green light goes, you know, you might forget that you're breathing again. Yeah. (laughs) But you've you've spent that 10, 20, 30 seconds, you know, consciously nose breathing into your diaphragm as well. So using your belly to breathe can make so much difference over the end of, like whole day towards the end of the day.
1: Yeah. So you talked about how when people don't breathe properly, their sort of core muscles uh, become a lot weaker. Do you think that if you strengthen those muscles, then your, your breathing can become more subconscious? Is Wim about that? Like, do you do any strengthening for your core to sort of help with the...
0: Yeah. So it, it depends on the person as well. Yeah. So just breathing properly can strengthen your core. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, can strengthen the muscles. If you do a solid meditation session or breathwork session for an hour, you're probably going to be sore after it. Yeah. Because you're probably using new muscles, which you haven't used before yeah. for a long time. Um, so just by breathing, you're working your core, you're working a lot of muscles.
1: Yeah. You're going to get a tighter waist. That's what Correct. I always tell the girls. That's <laughs>
0: right. So breathe properly, get abs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not quite that simple. In six weeks. (laughs) Yeah, so it's not quite that simple, but it's going to play a part. You know, it's going to play a part in helping your core activate when it needs to activate rather than if you are lifting heavy in the gym or something like that and you're not breathing properly, your core is not going to be activating as well as it could be to hold you up or whatever position you're in um, through the movement. So, if you're not braced properly and enough, yeah. you know, you're going to struggle through those movements. Yeah. Uh, so, definitely breathing properly can help your core. Vice versa, training your core can help your breathing. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're breathing properly while you're training core. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you recommend, I know when you run, like breathe through your nose only. Yeah. What about when you're lifting weights? Yeah. Do you... So
0: depends what you're training for Mm -hmm. what stage of your training you're in yeah now if you're in conditioning phase you want to be at least inhaling through your nose exhaling through your mouth yeah if you know that's where you're at um as far as strength stuff definitely use your nose as much as you can on the inhale yeah um because when you use your nose it activates the diaphragm it helps that core brace yeah because the diaphragm goes down to suck air in. Yeah. Through the nose, it activates a lot more. Um, so that's going to help to brace so much more. And you know, if you're in a strength phase, then you want that bracing as okay, much as you yeah. can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is that sort of stuff that you, you do? And, and, yeah, yeah. So,
1: so when I am training, I, sometimes I, I'll try and breathe, take a massive breath in through my nose. But if I'm squatting or deadlifting, I find I can't breathe in as much. So I like to breathe in through my mouth, mm-hmm. but I consciously think, breathe into the sides of my belly. Yep. Can that still, that's still a diaphragm? diaphragm. Yep. Yep. It's just like, um, nasal breathing is ref- like, going to force your diaphragm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep. So nasal breathing switches the diaphragm on automatically. Yep. Mouth breathing, you have to consciously do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So you're still probably getting the same, you know, effect. Yeah. It's just you're consciously doing it, which not many people do. Yeah. So if you can train them to nose breathe as much yeah. as they can, it's doing it automatically then.
1: Yeah. Um, that's why I like with clients, I'll get them to practice a body weight squat with their arms crossed. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, take a big breath in, don't let your shoulders rise. Mm-hmm. And half the, like if they're a new client, most of the time, their shoulders going to, Rise up, and then they're going to go down, squat. My no, you can't squat like that. You need to keep the shoulders down, take a big breath in, and brace, and it helps a lot. And then that will carry over to all the other exercises. And they'll be like, Oh, wow, I actually need to breathe properly to be stable in the gym.
0: Yep,
1: because that's the biggest thing is everyone in the gym is is training, but they're not training stability, Mm. and that's what you need to do. Like, uh, it's good that you can maybe do a bench press machine where you're all locked in safe and do like heavy weight. But that's, that's useless if you're at walking and you can't bend down and pick up your keys because you're, you haven't been training your, mm. your abs. Yeah. And every second person you talk to has lower back pain.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's just cause they're sitting down and their chest rounds forward and they just want to breathe into their chest.
2: Mm.
1: So they're just getting weak in the, their abs and their arts oh, it's, Disaster. Um. So, you, uh, I just one last thing on the breathing. Uh, you actually like. I don't know if it was the Wim Hof. I think you like held your breath for as long as you could until you passed out, right? Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. We don't recommend this,
0: but. No, no I'm not going to teach that today. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at the at the retreat, he taught us how to, um, cleanse our pineal gland.
1: Yeah. The third eye.
0: The third eye. So decalcify it, put some pressure on it and help to open it up. So there's, there's all these theories about the third eye and the pineal gland and DMT release and all that sort of stuff within our body. Um, so he taught us some techniques to help to activate that. You know, there's theories out there that most people these days, the pineal gland is calcified or whatever is, is, is not active.
1: From the fluoride brain, yeah.
0: brain control. Yep, yep. So the government controlling our, <laughs> our intelligence <laughs> um, through fluoride. So there's theories out there about that. Um, believe what you want to believe. <laughs> um,
1: That'll be next episode Conspiracies.
0: <laughs> we'll get our Alpho hats out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- there's theories out there about that. Yeah the pineal gland has been shown to you know release feel-good hormones chemicals within the body dmt is one of those which is a hallucinogen which most people get from um plants in the amazon and stuff like that you know they go ayahuasca ayahuasca of, um, plants and stuff like that whatever we can produce that same chemical that same feeling within ourselves without that external thing wow So to be able to show how to activate that, how to get that within our own body was pretty powerful. And, you know, we, we went through these certain techniques, we passed out only for a split second and then we woke up again. Yeah. Wow. So that was all about rebirthing, cleansing, all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it was pretty powerful.
1: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool.
0: It's very hard to explain to someone who hasn't done it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't bother trying to most times, (laughs) but you know, the the easiest way I can say is you feel good. You feel happy. Yeah. You know, you wake up smiling and you don't know why. Yeah. You know, which everyone should
1: be, be like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So once again, there's theories out there that our pineal gland is our creative side, our, our link to the spiritual world. I guess you could say, you know, Outside imagination is big where the pineal yeah. gland comes into it. And we shut down our creative side from a young age. We, we shut down our creative imagination from a young age. So to be able to tap into that, I guess can be pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense what you say about, you just kind of get stuck in the loop and people that work nine to five they get stuck in a job that they don't like and they're just like, Oh, it's gonna to be too hard if I, you know, quit my job, get a new job. Maybe I'll start in the fitness industry or I'll be a chef or I'll do catering or whatever it is. They're just like, No, I'm just gonna keep doing accounting. And before they know it, five years later, they've put on weight, they've been sitting at a desk, they're unhealthy, and it's just that vicious cycle of I don't feel good, so I'm just going to do my job. I'm doing my job, so I don't feel good, and just round and round and round until you retire and you have nothing to show for in life. And coming back to what you said before about when you were 25, you were down in the dumps and you you didn't have anything that you were sort of proud about. Now, sort of thing, you have a kid, you have your own business. What sort of what, what are you a proud of in life now? Are you you're proud of things, I'm sure, yeah? <laughs> definitely. So what 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 kind of big things that keep you going and, and what do you want mm-hmm. to achieve um, in future?
0: Yeah, cool. So definitely I'm proud of myself yeah. for getting myself out of that spot where I was. Um, definitely just proud of the people who I've connected with and actually connected, you know, at a deeper level than my old life, I guess you would, right. would say. Yeah. You know, having these sorts of chats. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, having mentors and and learning and and growing and being able to ask questions. You know, I would never have thought of doing that. Yeah, right. A long time ago. I was very introverted. I mean, I still am. Yeah. But if it's something I love, I can be very extroverted. Which is oh, that makes so much sense. Like this, yeah. You know, something I truly value is something that lights me up. Um, so definitely proud of that. Proud of you know being a father. That's pretty big moment for me. Becoming a dad was you know amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know having the business that I have, having the life that I have, having the clients that I have. Um, the, the people in my life are just amazing. Yeah. You know, they, they challenge me to, to bits. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love it because I love a challenge and I love to grow from the challenge and learn. You know, every single person in my life challenges me so I learn more so then I can live more. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people think that you need support, support, support in your life. You don't. You need a balance of both. Yeah. You need the balance of challenge and support. And normally when someone challenges you to step up, they're doing it out of love. Yeah. They want you to succeed. They want you to get the best out of your life. But some people look at challenge as they're belittling you. You know, that they're they're saying that you're not good enough. And, you know, that might make you feel that you can't step up. That was me, you know, six, seven years ago. I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought I couldn't step up. But then, you know, I hit that rock bottom. I, I, you know, did a lot of personal development. So I I got mentors and stuff like that. And they challenged the fuck out of me. Yeah. Sorry, can I swear on your podcast? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Can't believe it took this long. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, they challenged the, the fuck out of me and it... Helped me grow. Helped yeah. me look in, inside and say, okay, I can be better. I can do better. Because previously I thought, nah, I, I don't deserve this. You know, I can't do better. But now I think, you know, I, I deserve everything that comes into my life because I'm creating it. Mm. You know, everything that's in my life now, I've created. I've connected with the right people. I've, you know, met my partner. All that sort of stuff. It's stuff that I've created, not stuff that that has happened, you know, to me. Yeah. You know, it just hasn't come out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? That, no, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Cause some people are like, Oh, I should just be given everything. They have a sense of entitlement. Like, yeah. Oh, I should just, you know, have a nice job. I should have a nice car. I should have a good family. It's like, you need to actually do things that will come back to you and, you know, give you mm-hmm. those rewards. You can't just, that's what I hate. Like, um, like, it was my birthday and my friends convinced me that, like, birthdays aren't um, aren't good. Like, they're not bad, but when people just give me things, like, I haven't done anything to, like, earn... It. Like, I appreciate it, yeah. but... And that, that's what everyone thinks. Oh, I should just be, get a promotion at work. I should get more money. I should have more clients. Uh, it's like, well, no. Why should you have more clients? Like, you need to work hard. Mm. And I like this saying for diet is... Losing weight is a side effect of being healthy. Being uh, sort of successful in your line of work should just be a side effect of being good at mm. your work. Yeah. So instead of me thinking, oh, how can I get more clients? How can I become a better personal trainer? Okay, like develop a sense of community and relationship with my clients instead of just um, telling them about this new fancy expensive course that I did, mm. which is so big because it's not like I'm sure you've done a lot of courses, yeah. And it's not like a game changer. Like, oh, I've done a course, I learned all this, <laughs> and then you come back to your clients, you're like, do this, do this breathing drill. It's going to change your life, and they don't do it, and you're like, yeah. Maybe there's more to it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And and surrounding yourself with people that challenge you out of that love and respect is is who you want to be around the most. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Yeah.
1: so how do you do that with your community of um, group fitness and your clients and how do you challenge them
0: (laughs) if you ask them probably every single session (laughs) 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 Um, no I challenge them you know to push that a little bit further each time when they're ready for it you know I don't push them if they're not ready for it and um, you know I can see that they're pushing too far it's about pushing those little bits at a time so that Kaizen principle which I mentioned earlier is knowing when to push, but knowing when to pull back. Yeah. It's a big thing and it comes with time and experience with people, with clients and reading people. Um, But, you know, for example, some of the challenges which I may set for my clients is the water challenge, you know, drink a little bit more water, Um, tracking their food, tracking their sleep. Um, All those general ones are pretty easy and then, you know, we may go out for a hike or a run or something. Yeah. You know, get, get a group out to do those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, do things for charity. Yeah. So, Monday, we're doing a, a charity boot camp. You know, those sorts of things. It's, it's just pushing people out of their comfort zone that little bit at a time so then they can keep going to that new place each time. Yeah. You know, if you're always stuck in your little box, that's all you're going to know. Yeah. If you can push just outside your little box, your little comfort zone, that becomes comfortable after a while. Yeah. And then you can push that a little bit further. Yeah. And it's a continual, you know, process. Um, but yeah, challenging people is what I love doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people probably rip me down for that, but we need to be challenged. We need to. Keep oh, exactly. Growing. Yeah. You know,
1: Otherwise, you're not going to do anything in life. No,
0: no. If if, like one of my great mentors, you know swears by it if you're not growing you're dying
1: okay yeah if you're not going forwards you're going backwards yeah Yeah.
0: you know you look at nature if, if the grass isn't growing what's it doing <laughs> it, it's
1: dying oh my god I did not think of that like that that's <laughs> so cool
0: yeah <laughs> it's
1: a bit aggressive like oh you haven't improved on your water intake you're gonna die <laughs> maybe not like that not like that but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're still
0: they're still growing they're still yeah learning. yeah yeah you know even if they're not doing they're still learning yeah they've just got to implement you know implementation comes after learning you know then once you implement then comes the competency and all that sort of stuff okay um so i'm a big believer in the the confidence loop because most people join a gym or or get a pt to gain more confidence
1: yeah oh that's what it is
0: but most people want more confidence but they don't have the courage which comes before confidence so confidence is the last thing that you get after doing everything. Yeah. So there's, there's four steps in my eyes is you need the courage yeah. to step up to actually challenge yourself. Cause
1: otherwise you're not going to get confident. Correct. Yeah.
0: So say if you want to get confident talking to people, you have to have the courage to step up, to talk to someone wow. before you can get confident. So you need to have courage. The more you do it. So consistency is next. And then competency comes after consistency. And then confidence. Before C's. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a square pretty much. Um, you know, courage, consistency, um, competence, and then you get confident. Right. So it's like driving a car. You had to be courageous to drive a car the first time. Yeah. You know, the more you did it, the more consistent you were, the, the easier it got. The more competent you got at it. So then the more confident you get yes the more you do something the more confident you get because the more competent you get
1: that's probably the biggest thing with, with clients is um, I mean most people can't afford to have you know five PT sessions a week so they need to come into the gym on their own and they just don't have well the courage to mm. even come yep. in the first place and then they, they might come and they don't have um, what was the second one The comp, not the competence, the consistency they might come in once mm. a month Yep. Um, and then they're just not competent with the machines. So, mm. but but the more they come into the gym, the better chance they are of being consistent at coming to the gym. Yeah. And then the better, the more confident they'll be at using the machines.
0: Yep.
1: And there you go. There's your results. Yeah. There's your confidence. Yeah. It's the
0: same as learning to walk. You know, as a baby, yeah. we had to be courageous to yeah. you know, take that first step. And then we had to do it consistently to become competent. And then you know. Before we know it, we're two and we're running around the house, yeah, doing whatever,
1: <laughs> <laughs> having laughing competitions. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So Mitch interrupted one of my laughing <laughs> competitions with my two-year-old.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's good fun. But you know, it's it's that whole fear and, and the confidence thing. Most people want confidence, but they don't want to do the work to get there. Yes. So it's it's putting in the work. It's just being consistent. You know, consistency is a big thing.
1: Yeah. So. Which which is with the direction thing you were talking about at the start is direction over speed and consistency. Consistency will always, always beat intensity. Yep. You can do the most hardcore six weeks training program and diet. But if you've been eating like shit for the last 10 years, mm. don't expect everything to change.
0: No. No. Or if you go back to your old habits after the six yeah. weeks. Yeah that's not consistent to what you've learned in the six weeks there or what you've done. It's consistent to what you were doing before. Yeah. So you're going to get the same results as you had before. Yeah. yeah.
1: You got to change.
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of my favorite quotes is if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's so, so, so yeah, it's so simple. Um, but it, it just makes sense. You know, if you're not where you want to be now, you've got to change something. You've got to do something different to get different results. If you keep doing the same thing, wanting different results, you're not going to get results. Yeah.
1: Everyone wants that body, but they don't want to do the work for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They want that quick fix. Yeah. That, uh, the pill, the shakes. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Yeah. The magic pill. Yeah. The magic pill. <laughs> Overnight success.
1: Yeah. Which um, kind of leads us nicely into our next topic of of mindset of training and, and getting in the mindset of having the courage, to, you know, not go out for lunch or dinner where with your work friends or not. That kind of sounds antisocial, but <laughs> when you say you're at work, and a lot of my clients are like this, they'll be at work and it's like, oh, Pizza Fridays or everyone's gonna have donuts, and it's it's having the courage. This is a good example where everyone has free muffins on Friday, <laughs> and they're like, oh, I have the muffin. Having the courage to be like. No, I'm actually not going to have that muffin because that's full of processed sugar and flour and my body deserves better than putting that inside.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, what, what, what kind of mindset do you have in terms of uh, running a business and keeping your your life healthy at the same time?
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So, as you probably know, running a business isn't easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the hardest thing that I've had to do. Wow. (laughs) Is, you know, running a business, wearing all these different hats within the business. Um, You know, for one, trainer. Yeah. Accounts, marketing, you know, admin, follow-ups, all those sorts of things that come with a business, which most people don't think about. But when you got a business, it's like having another child. And you've always got to be on top of it.
1: Oh, Gary Vee
0: just made a YouTube video about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, like a child. having another child because you've always got to be there and you can't let it drop. So when people say, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I can't exercise, I can't eat. Oh. You know, I understand that. I used to work 40 hours a week. You know, I, that was awesome yeah right 40 hours a week is nothing at at the time it was tough you know in a in a full-time job it was tough but now i look back on that and that was a walk in the park yeah you know some weeks i'm doing 80 hours a week it's just chaos yeah um so finding the time to train myself sometimes doesn't always go to plan yeah you know we're human yeah (laughs) we have sets of priorities and and a hierarchy of needs that need to be met at certain times in our life. So when we're super, super, super busy, we put our values in their order that Mm. that they need to be. Sometimes they can get muddled up and have other people's values projected onto us. So what I mean by that is um, working in a service industry like we do, we've always got people... You know, asking questions or, or, you know, um, wanting advice and all that sort of stuff. So we feel like we're always giving, giving, giving. Now, if that's not one of your highest values, you know, serving people, connecting with people, then you're going to start to resent that after a while because you're not living your values, what you love doing. So you need to be clear on your values, you know, your set of values, your personal set of values. And then as a business owner, you need to be set on your business values as yeah. well and make sure they align. So to have them in alignment is going to make things a lot easier. Yeah. It doesn't make it easy. <laughs> it just makes things easier and flow easier. Yeah. Um, in saying that, knowing your uh, vision and mission and purpose in life and values makes so much difference. If you're not clear on your vision, mission, uh, purpose values goals in life then you're going to be bumped around yeah you know, it's going to be like a game of pinball you're going to get tapped from that side of the pinball machine over to the other side and not know why or how you got there or you know what's going to happen next so if you're clear on all those things within your life and where you're going in life it. It makes things flow a lot easier. Okay. So I'm not saying that it'll fix everything. It just makes things easier. Um, so, you know, when I'm super busy doing those 80 hour weeks, my training does drop. My food choices does, um, change that a little bit. It does impact, you know, all that sort of stuff. Obviously if I'm working 80 hours of sleep, a uh, week, my sleep is not so good either. Yeah. Um, So all those things impact but the thing is you've got to be aware that you're going down that route aware that you can pull it back yeah aware of what to do when to do it and what levers to pull so you know with with our sort of knowledge base and what we know we know what levers to pull we just need to know when to pull them yeah so in terms of
1: I need I know I need to go to the gym I just need to know when yep
0: Yep. Yeah. so if you ask my partner you know if I'm doing those 80 hour weeks whether it's you know a few weeks in a row which was at one point earlier this year I was very crabby <laughs> I was very angry um, and she told me go to the gym <laughs> do a workout you know make that a non-negotiable yeah so I did I made it a priority and I felt better yeah you know it's, it's just that it's, it's sometimes we get stuck in our own head but it's becoming aware and having the people around you so my partner to tell you to do something to challenge you you know to to push you to do those things um and that's why you know we need these people around us to push us into that
1: align with your values yeah
0: that's right and if you're not clear on your values and you're living someone else's values then you're living someone else's life you know you're going to start resenting your life because you're not fulfilled with what you're doing yeah so I've done a lot of work around values, mission, purpose, values, all that sort of stuff. And once you're clear on them, it just clicks and it makes things flow so yeah. much easier. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Okay. So pretty much like how do we get the courage to say no to the muffin, at mm-hmm. the free muffin at work is have a higher purpose in, in life and maybe sitting at work nine to five that's not fulfilling your values and your purpose and you have no purpose so you just like it's easy to say yes to the muffin because like if I was seeing it a desk all day I wouldn't want to eat healthy because <laughs> I, I wouldn't enjoy my life at all okay I'll get some sort of enjoyment out of that muffin mm. so having the courage to really look at your your values and your purpose in life but look no this this muffin is gonna make things worse like mm. I'm going backwards I'm dying. I'll be living and I'll be growing if I can say, okay, I'm going to have a healthy meal Mm. and then I'm going to get home. I'm going to work on my my ebook for my personal training or I'm going to move out of this nine to five desk job because that's not what I'm passionate about. Mm. It doesn't align with my values.
2: How
1: how do you go about... Because a lot of people out there, they're like, yeah, I do. I want to find my values and Mm. my, my passion, my purpose, but they just... They don't know what where to start. Like yeah. where, where do you even start with that?
0: Yeah, cool. So, um, there's a few different ways. Obviously, find out what you love doing, what you don't love doing, um, and just doing the work and going internal to ask yourself good question. So, some of the questions you may ask yourself is, uh, "What lights me up? You know, what what would I get out of bed for at, yeah. at two a.m. in the morning to do?" You know, what, what, yeah, yeah, I love food, but (laughs) food is actually one of my high values. Um, but you know, what, what things don't you have to be forced to do? What things do you love to do? What things, you know, if someone said, all right, let's go do this. You don't have to even think twice. It's, It's like, okay, yeah, I'd love to do that. That's obviously somewhere in your values because if you didn't value it, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if if someone said to me, "All right, let's go underwear shopping,"
1: like,
0: <laughs> that's not my values. I wouldn't want to do that.
1: <laughs>
0: so most of the time, I get my partner to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's not in my values, so I don't want to do it. It's like gardening. I get a gardener to come in and do my garden because right? I've got better things to do with my time. Yeah. I'd rather pay someone else who values gardening, who loves gardening yeah. to come and do my garden rather than me spend twice as long as it takes oh. them to do my garden. I won't enjoy it. Yeah, you know, it, it, It's those things. It, it's finding what you value and, and, and linking it. So to say no to that muffin or, you know, it's, it's well donut day today, I oh. think. <laughs> so to say no to that donut or that muffin is to know why you're doing what you're doing. The why? The why. If you don't know why you're eating healthy, yeah, then you're going to have that muffin because it's not going to impact you. Yeah. You know, if, if you've got a bigger reason why you're going to the gym, why you're working out, why you're eating healthy, then it becomes a lot easier. Definitely,
1: and once they start to realise, oh, I actually do feel better mm. having a healthy lunch than a muffin. Mm. It's going to go um, that positive feedback loop of oh, I'm eating better, so I feel better. I want to eat better mm. because I'm th- I know it makes me feel better.
0: Yep, yep. Now I'm not fully against those sorts of foods. Oh yeah, no, of you course know, not. You've yeah. got to have that indulgence every now and again, but you've got to be body aware to know how you feel after you have it. Yeah. You know, if you feel like shit after having it lock that in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, lock that in your brain and say, okay, I feel like shit after having this muffin or whatever. Will I have it again? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, but you know the consequence. You know what's going to happen if you have that. So as long as you're aware of what's going to happen, then you've got no one else to blame. Yeah. You know, you can't blame the muffin man. <laughs> can't blame you know whoever delivers the muffin yeah you can't blame the muffin them.
1: man oh, like, don't blame the muffin man oh my god
0: <laughs> that's a good one actually <laughs> um yeah so a lot of people are always putting the blame oh the, yeah the, the blame out of themselves yeah they
1: they will literally say Oh, it's not my fault that I'm overweight and eating muffins every day at work. It's the muffin man's fault.
0: Yeah.
1: What? No, it's not. The muffin man isn't holding you down and forcing a muffin in your mouth. Like, yeah. that's not how it works.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I understand when people are in that situation as well. Oh, though. exactly, yeah. Because, you know, I've been through it before. So, it's just about having the reason why and saying, no, it's not going to serve me. You know, when I was going through my, um, you know, big health kick, health journey, was a question that I kept asking myself was, um, how is this going to make me feel afterwards? You know, what is it going to make me feel like if yeah. I eat this chocolate bar or something? And most of the time, the, the answer was pretty crappy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I... I'd, I'd choose against eating that and I'd pick something else, you know, more healthy and I'd feel good and I'd go for a walk or a run or something and then I'd feel even better. Yeah. So, it, it's that feedback loop, you know, it's it's just reigniting that feedback loop and, um, you know, really reinforcing it. Reinforcing it. So, within our brain, there's, there's all these neurons and, and synapses forming and, and dying all the time. So, if we can form new ones that feel good and then we do more of what feels good yeah it reinforces that feel good synapse in our brain and that feeling that it gets stronger and stronger so each time we do something that feels good it feels damn amazing yeah (laughs) so it's just about building that that's why sugar is such a you know powerful thing the muffins so it's such <laughs> powerful powerful things because it releases the feel good feeling yeah yeah and then each time we have it it feels good yeah oh it feels good but then two hours later we feel like shit and then we wonder why
1: mm. and then you want another muffin
0: yeah to feel that good again yeah <laughs> it's like smoking yeah when people have a cigarette they feel awesome an hour later they feel like shit they got a headache oh I need a cigarette have a cigarette <laughs> oh no um alcoholics or addictions are like that that's, yeah. that's just the feedback happening so what needs to happen is that the, the feedback loops and the, the synapses, the neurons firing need to be broken and reformed, You need know, to, to something else.
1: Yeah. I, so what you said there about, you know, you're looking for that dopamine hit from mm. the sugar. And what we were talking about before is having no purpose in life. If you have no purpose, like for you and me, we go to work and we're like, oh my god, this is awesome. We get to like yell at people and we get paid to make <laughs> people sweat and you know feel better. Yes. I love it. Like you can do it all all day. We're getting enjoyment. We're getting a dopamine hit out of going to work. Mm. Where these people who are sitting nine to five at work, there is no dopamine hit whatsoever. Yeah. So they they need their brain is craving that. Yeah. So that's where the muffin comes in. It's it's really hard to break that mm. that cycle that like you said and. And what's going back to what you said about, you know, working 80 hours a week and being stuck in the business and not really working on yourself, what what little things did you find like, okay, oh, if I do go to the gym, I do feel better. I am, I become more efficient. So uh, we spoke about this at Good Life a bit is is working smarter, not harder. And then you're like, oh no, what if you work smarter and harder? I was like, oh, that makes even more sense. <laughs> so when did you realize like, oh, okay, if I actually look after my health, it's probably better for the business.
0: Um, probably before I started my business, actually. Yeah. Yeah. When I started looking after my health. Yeah. Yeah. When I started feeling better, when I started feeling damn good. Waking yeah. up in the morning, feeling good about life. Yeah. You know, um, not feeling like shit when I wake up, getting up and doing what I enjoyed so, that's probably when it started. Um, now, to work smarter and harder, it, it it's hard, obviously, yeah. but you've got to be able to delegate, you know, delegate what's valuable to you and what's valuable to someone else. So, you know, I've got other trainers working for me now who, you know, enjoy doing those specific sessions. Yeah. So I can focus that time on other things within the business or within family or something where I'm valued. Yeah. I value that time. So the whole working smarter and harder thing is great. Um, You've just got to be smart about it and and know what your values are. So it comes back to values.
1: Yeah. Do you plan your week for food and when you're going to train and and how does that go for you?
0: Uh, When I'm super busy, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm super busy, no, but it comes back to habit. Yeah. So if you've built the habits enough, then you can just do without planning as much. Okay. So once you build more habits, they become habits. So you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Definitely. In the early stages, you do have to plan, 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 plan. Um, in saying that, I'm not hundred percent strict all the time. Okay. Um, you know, I had a late night working last night. So I think I got to bed just before midnight and I had a 6 a.m. session this morning. So I woke up at 5. I was going to do some running um, intervals this morning and I decided not to because I only got, you know, five hours sleep or something. Okay. It's about becoming aware of your body and how it feels as well. Yeah. And knowing what your body reacts to and what it likes and, and what works, what doesn't work. So it's setting those parameters and that those non-negotiables around your habits, which, which is going to make things easier. So I saw a post the other day. can't remember who it was from, um, about structure. Most people crave freedom, but they hate structure. Yeah. But you need structure to get freedom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So think about that. You know, if you're craving freedom and you want to have that lifestyle where you don't have to worry about things, you know, You can go off and do your own things to create that lifestyle. You need a structure and a plan in place to get there. Yeah. But most people don't put that structure and that plan in place to get there. So it's kind of a paradox, but it works. Yeah. Like a workout program without that structure there, most people wouldn't do it. Yeah. And they wouldn't get their goals. They wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. They wouldn't get their goals. So to have that structure in place, can give you freedom even though you may may feel structured and that you have to do things but if you know why you're doing it and it's serving your values it's not a have to it's a want to yeah so it's i mean i'm probably coming across as it's easy it's you know this, this is the only way that it can be done but it's not i know it's not it's hard it takes time it takes practice it takes habits. Um, and we all fall off the wagon. Mm. You know, no one's perfect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I was telling Glenn before this um, started how the last weekend I was in Melbourne and I was just eating like a child and just burgers and chocolate and ice cream. Mm. And like you were saying before, like how does my body feel when I'm doing this? I didn't eat the burger knowing I would feel bad. I've been craving that burger for so long. It digested better than my normal food. Yep. But I knew like there's going to be some repercussions like I wouldn't sleep as well I wouldn't feel as good and I haven't had like a pimple in a year like yep. I woke up the next day I had like a pimple so mm. it wasn't a big pimple <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but yeah it can. okay that's what happens when I'm not treating my body yep. the best is um, yeah getting that feedback that internal feedback and you know knowing it's okay to fall off the wagon it's yep. okay to have the muffins sometimes yep. just don't blame I'm not going to blame anyone. Oh, I was in Melbourne. My friend wanted to go to a burger place. That's why it's his fault. It's like, no.
0: Yeah.
1: It was my choice. Yeah. To, you know, not fall off the wagon. It was my choice to have a bit of fun and Mm. um, live my life. And a lot of people think um, maybe they would look at us and our businesses and what we preach. They'll be like, oh, you just want us to eat chicken and broccoli for the rest of our lives like that's <laughs> not at all what we're telling you no. at all no enjoy your life yeah it's just setting the habits that you don't have to think about oh am i drinking my water am i having my vegetables today like you and me you can just do that mm. like and then you know if we go out for a burger it's not the end of the world
0: no no and yeah. we went out for burgers a couple of weeks ago with yeah. the family. you know it's something we like to do sometimes yeah and In the whole scheme of things, it's nothing. Yeah. You know, if you're looking after yourself the majority of the time, then, you know, a little setback. I like to call them speed bumps. Yeah. Like I was saying before the podcast with Mitch, you know, speed bumps are there to make sure that you're on track, you know, to to make sure that you're knowing what's happening, um, to get that feedback. You know, if you're having the burgers all the time, they're going to be speed bumps that get bigger and bigger and bigger oh my
1: god your car's going to be destroyed that's
0: right so it's going to become a dead end road if you keep going and you'll have to find somewhere else to go yeah so those burgers those falling off the wagons if you want to call it that is just speed bumps you know if you look at Newton's first law of motion it's it's momentum it's inertia it's once you build the momentum it's hard to stop yeah of course, you can put speed bumps in front of it, but you're just going to go over them and hopefully get back on the flat road again. You know, if you think of pushing a ball down a hill, there's no stopping that unless you put a bigger ball yeah. in front of it, which is going to stop it. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just speed bumps to make sure you're on track, to get that feedback to say, okay, I can enjoy myself sometimes. And that's sometimes, it's not all the time. Yeah, You know, learn to enjoy the process of of nice food and, and colorful food and, and being healthy and becoming healthy. Enjoy that process because then when you do have your burgers or, you know, whatever, there's treats, you can enjoy them too. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just a speed bump. One burger is not going to throw you back no. three months. No. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people think, you know, if I go out for burger and, and a couple of beers or something, it's gonna throw me back three months. It's not. Yeah. You know, it, it, it'll you know slow you down that little microsecond out of your life. In the whole scheme of things, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's not every meal every day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's when it becomes the majority. Yeah. But if the majority is looking after yourself and being conscious and being mindful, then you've got nothing to worry about
1: and that that would align like I know my values uh foods definitely and spending time with family and friends which is probably another thing that gets hard when you're working really mm. a lot of hours in the business is you're like okay I need to take this time with my family because what's the point of working my ass off getting this business like the best business in the world but if I don't have the time to reap the the rewards and get that freedom mm. from my successful business to spend with my family like What's the point? Yeah if I had to work uh, every second of my life to get tons of money and exposure and big fo- social media following, like but I didn't have time to you know go on holidays, spend time with friends and mm. what would be the point.
0: Yeah
1: yep. it's fun that, that balance and
0: that balance and, and the structure, like I said before, you know that, that freedom with being able to do all those things, travel, friends, food, all that sort of stuff you need the structure behind it to get yeah. still. Like it, it, it all comes down to structure and, and clarity and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, knowing why you're here, what you're doing, why yeah. you're doing whatever, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just knowing is, is way more powerful than not knowing.
1: Yeah. And enjoying what you said before about it's enjoying the process mm. It's the journey, not the destination. Yep. I've been yep. loving that quote lately. Yep. Like, Cheesy
0: as hell, but oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so true. Because yeah. people like, I'll be happy when I have that body. I'll be happy mm. when um, I have that job. I'll be happy when I have the that car. It's like no, you, like, if you just get that, then mm. you're gonna be the next thing. Is I'll be happy when I get have my yacht, or it's it's always gonna be another thing. But if yep. you can enjoy where you're at now gonna enjoy life
0: yeah and that comes back to the whole challenge thing as well which we were talking about earlier i love challenge now i used to hate it i used to hate being challenged but i love it now because i know that i can enjoy the challenge and i can move to the next level if i get through that challenge or if it's an obstacle or a fear or you know if i fail something that's okay yeah you know failure is good I learn from it, and I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll do that differently next time, or um, you know, that makes next time better if I do it again. But if you continually do the same thing and fail the same way, then you're not learning, so you're not moving forward. Yeah, you know? and you're just doing the same thing. Yeah, so to challenge yourself and to grow from those challenges is going to be way more beneficial, you know, to to your life and, and to keep moving forward, and that's the whole journey. Um, you know, every day I'm learning something new every day. I'm implementing something new and it's scary as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being live on, on video, being podcasts, all that sort of stuff. They're scary. They're, they're not, they're not the <laughs> I'm most a scary dude. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you know there could be millions of people watching and you don't know, but that's, that's scary to think about it. But once you do it, it's not so bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Getting um, comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yep. The David Goggins proverb.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yep.
1: Um, speaking of David Goggins, and have you followed much of David Goggins' stuff? Do you know? Okay, no. what what about like other mentors? I know Paul yep. Check. We like have a good talk about Paul Check every now and then. Yep. Any other mentors or like mm-hmm. where did you learn a lot of this stuff from?
0: Yeah. So initially, um, a local Adelaide guy who got me you know, pretty much where I am now. Um, He taught me a lot of great tools. And, you know, I came across him when I hit rock bottom, a month after I hit rock bottom. So that meeting changed the trajectory, the the path my life was on at the time. Um, So I'm forever grateful for that. Um, And his name's Michael Johnson. Um, His business is called The Mojo Master. Uh, because he brings mojo back to people's life you yeah know. mojo being energy life you know that that passion for life so he's amazing at what he does so if you haven't come across the mojo master look him up online okay I need to look him up yeah look him up so he's a local Adelaide guy doing amazing things across the world in the personal development um, world wow so he's amazing uh, my first PT back then as well he, he you know taught me so much so Adam Murphy um, and then yeah, Paul Check, Paul Check learned heaps from him. Did a few of his courses. Um, who else? Oh, there's so many, so many. The Tolman, so Don and Tyler Tolman. I learnt so much about them, um, and what they do early on.
1: Right. What do they do? So
0: they're all about um, fasting and stuff like that. So you know, getting back to basics getting rid of all the stuff that uh, inflames us from the inside. they would been water fasting, juice fasting, all those sorts of things. So yep. I went through a period of learning a lot about them and what they did. Um, did fasting myself and that, you know, it was really powerful at the time. I don't recommend it to everyone at, you know, any time of their life. You've got to be in the right time of your life to do it, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, who else? I don't know. Yeah, there's a few others. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but that's probably the the main ones. Yeah. At the moment, yeah, and then all my friends and, and family and, and you know clients and stuff like that. Oh yeah. They're all mentors to me, you know, because they're inspiring me to keep learning.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely, mm. definitely. Um, with Paul Check, what what were some big things you sort of got with from him? Because <laughs> I know he's very he kind of went through a similar. Oh, not really. I don't think Paul, Paul he, he had troubles with his health, but yeah. he, um, he's definitely one of the most well-researched guys in like every mm. aspect of, of health. Yep. Um, what, what did you pick up from him?
0: Um, so probably the biggest things was, um, you know, training or working out versus working in. Yeah. So not many people know what working in is. But they know what working out is. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So you know, you you might go to the gym to work out, but when are you working in and producing energy from within? You know, how are you going to the gym with the energy that you go to the gym with? Um, You know, where is that energy coming from? Most people train, 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 train and deplete their energy stores without replenishing. You know, you may get it from food and stuff like that, but if you're not looking after your sleep. Nutrition, hydration, you know, breathing, all those sorts of things. Your happiness. Your happiness, all those sorts of things. You know, he calls them the four doctors. Yeah. Dr. Diet, Dr. Happy, Dr. Movement, and... Quiet. Dr. Quiet, yes. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if you're not looking after those those pillars, then you can't expect to keep working out without replenishing the energy. That's why burnout and adrenal fatigue and... And all those things are so, so common these days. Um, A lot of autoimmune issues as well can stem from just going, 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 going and not stopping and not looking after yourself. So that was a big thing. um, Learning how to work in efficiently and effectively. Um, So we're here at my home gym at the moment and on my wall there um, is working in exercises that Paul Check recommends. So it breaks them down into six zones. And I can't remember how many exercises there are, but you know, there's probably five or six exercises for each different zone of the body, which can relate to different energy systems within the body and organs, you know, muscles, all those sorts of things, which can lock up or can get depleted if you're not looking after them. So, you know, you may get someone with lower back pain But if they're not looking after their um, certain zone there and opening it up and getting it moving properly, then it's going to lock up. And if you're always using the the energy in the wrong way, you know, the energy stores, it's like going to a loaf of bread or something and and taking a a piece of bread out each day, expecting it to replenish. Yeah. You know, it's not going to replenish unless you replenish it. Yeah. So, if you go to the gym all the time and work hard, 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 hard every single session without actually stepping it back a tad or having rest days, then your loaf of bread is going to come pretty empty pretty soon. Yeah. And your bag or whatever the bread is in is just going to blow away and you know burn out just like our body does.
1: Yeah. So, working in as like meditation and going for walks and... Um, you know, some breathing things, yep. um, being out in the, in the sun, like earthing is a big one. Yep. Um, so pretty much just that, like...
0: Yeah, so pretty much everything we've spoken about earlier yep. are all working techniques yep. um, bar the, the working out stuff that we discussed. So, you know, the breath work, the sleeping, the hydration, um, nutrition, all those can be working in. Walking is great if you're doing it mindfully, you know, consciously, working on your breathing while you're walking. So you can do walking meditation, um, stuff like chi, Tai Chi, Qigong. Gong. Oh yeah. All those sorts of things. Um, is, is yeah, just focusing on the present moment. Like we said earlier and, and just bringing the focus back to you mm. and, and building that energy. So like I said earlier about the breath, the breath is so powerful. We can create energy with the breath. Yeah. We can replenish our oxygen stores which oxygen is energy yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know if we're short on oxygen then we run out of energy our muscles need oxygen our cells need oxygen for energy so if we can breathe better then we're going to replenish that a lot lot more efficiently and effectively
1: yeah um what are your favorite working in exercises like being in the flow state would be working in right
0: yeah pretty much so i love walking yeah. I love walking, so I could go for a, you know, 4 or 5 hour walk. Yeah. And I I'd, I'd I'd love it. Um and I could be anywhere. Anywhere really, a new city. Uh as long as I'm going somewhere different, I think. If I'm going the same way all the time, then it, it doesn't Yeah. fulfill me as much. Yeah. But if I'm walking somewhere totally new, I go to a different place, it's hard to explain, like I'm like, "Oh, wow, look at that." Like, you know, I didn't even know that was there and, and stuff like that. Only two weeks ago, I think, I left my house, went for a walk from um, here, and I got lost. I got <laughs> really? lost, yeah. And I was only 20 minutes away from my house, but it was in parts where I'd never even seen before. Wow. Down a gully, you know, I came to a big cliff face, and it was just amazing. And, you know, that was fulfilling to me, and that, that lit me up. Yeah. Stuff like that. So that, that's a good working technique, which anyone can do. Yeah. Um, if you love walking, do it. Um, beach. So I love going to the beach, all those sorts of things, whether it's, you know, standing in the sand, earthing, sitting, um, swimming at the beach as well. That's really, really recharging for me. Um, and then some Tai Chi moves and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. So like some of the, the zone exercises, which Paul check teaches. um, yeah. There's heaps on there, which I love doing. So the dynamic horse stance, piston breathing, all those sorts of ones. Oh, um, yeah. The en- dynamic horse stance. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you that one after. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, just those things. Are, um, okay. You know, what, what get me going. I
1: like how you said walking mindfully. Mm. Because some people would be like, oh, well, I walk, I'm recharging. It's like, well, you're walking to work because you're late (laughs) and you you know you have all these things on your mind. It's being in the moment, Mm. like we were saying before, like not worrying about what you have to do next week, but just walking and and looking at the tops of the trees. Yep. That was a good one I I heard of. Like, Mm -hmm. just walk along the street and look at the, the tops of the trees. And you. What I realized when I did that, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many trees around. Like,
2: yeah. crazy. Yep. Yeah.
1: And and focusing on the breath. And then you're ticking so many boxes Yeah. when you're doing that. yeah. Like, crazy amount of... Mm. Um, and even if, if you do it in the morning as well, yep. tick even more boxes. Like, yep. setting your sleep cycle and mm-hmm. you're just setting yourself up for a better mood during the day. Yep. Which is... I think you said that before, whereas when you you're not treating your body well and you're not sleeping properly, you're not eating properly, you're just not the best version of yourself mm. and the people that are around you are being affected by your mood. So I know when I'm not sleeping properly, I'm like real irritable and I'm not the best person to be around whereas if I'm sleeping, like everyone will like, want to chat with me and everyone's friendly and I'm friendly back and it's just better. And, and I always think these people that aren't mindful of their emotions, like that's how they are all the time. They're just irritated and they get... Like this morning at the gym, this guy, I was working out and this guy like lost it. He like, his phone ran out of battery and he threw his phone in the gym and like just smashed his phone. And he started yelling like, F this, F that. Like, I've had so much shit happen to me today, god damn it. And then he just walked off. I'm like, wow, like... Yeah. he's so not mindful like mm. I know if 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 you or I um, sort of did something like, like if our phone died it's like okay like I'll just work out without my phone like yeah. I'm oh, oh wow I would feel my heart rate increasing like <laughs> uh, I really need my phone I'm dependent on my phone maybe that's a good reason why I, sh- I shouldn't um, have my phone it's not being reliant on you know certain things yeah. like I'm sure, like you said before, with the le- not a mu- not much sleep. Mm. Like if you needed eight hours eight hours of sleep every night to work properly, you wouldn't get much work done, no. right? So <laughs> it's like okay, I need sleep. Like okay, that's I, I'm still going to work, but I need to prioritize that. I mean, make that my non negotiable. Yeah. So what do you? What are your non negotiables for working in and? Mm-hmm. And they are they, like, important? Yep.
0: So, definitely hydration is my number one non-negotiable. Yep. Just in general. Not for everyone, for, yeah. Yeah, not just for working in. Um, so, quality hydration, that doesn't mean, you know... um Soda, coffee. W- soda water, coffee, you know, teas. Soda words. water? You don't
1: like soda water?
0: No. <laughs>
1: oh, tell me about that.
0: <laughs> um, so... Just the aeration process of it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not a fan of, of altering its natural state. Yeah. You know, water has a chemical structure for a reason. If we pump it full of air, pretty much what it is, aerating it, uh, and put bubbles in it, it's going to alter that chemical composition, you know, the structure of it. We, as humans, are pretty much water, 70-80% of water yeah. or something. Um so we've got that chemical structure within us as well so if we're putting different chemical structures in trying to replenish our water stores then i'm not sure if it's going to match now i'm not sure on the research behind that it just doesn't feel right to me okay yeah in saying that i don't mind a bit of sparkling water or soda water or something like that every now and again it's just very rarely yeah um so my number one non-negotiable is water hydration so we've got you know good quality filters in our house. Yeah, fluoride Um, free. Yeah, yeah, and remineralizing the water. So adding minerals back into the water after it's been filtered. Yeah. Because you can have a whiz-bang filter which strips everything out of the water, (laughs) but then you're just drinking distilled water which has no minerals, no vitamins, no nutrients in the water, as it should. So then when we drink it, it actually strips the minerals from our body to put into the water that we drink to then go through our body. So it can go through the processes within our digestive system, all that sort of stuff. Um, So we want mineral, strong water. That's why if you go, you know, get spring water, proper spring water, it's full of minerals because it's gone through the springs, it's passed through the rocks, you know, all those calcium, magnesium, all the things in the water already from the natural surfaces. So yeah, that's number one. Um, other non-negotiables about working in, have to be sleep, um, even though it's probably one of the hardest things to master. Yeah. You know, For you personally? Yeah, or, yeah, Yeah. I think it's one of the hardest things to master is you know getting to bed, sleeping properly, and actually sleeping through. Um, now, as a parent, sleep is very hard (laughs) my two year old hasn't slept for two years (laughs) Um, so I think last night he slept fairly well I think but if you ask my partner she'd probably say differently (laughs) Um, so you know sleep is a priority when you can you know just get the most of it when you can obviously you know parents don't always have that option Mm. So it's it's just life. You know, some kids don't sleep, some kids do. So I've got friends who have kids and they sleep, you know, from 7.30 at night to 7.30 in the morning. My kid's never done that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. Um, so those sorts just of drug things. Drug them up with some melatonin or something.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so,
0: so, no. no you, 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 you just do what you do. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You make it work. You just do what you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, other thing is, you know, breath work, all that sort of stuff. That's probably another non-negotiable for working in. Yeah. Mm. So
1: when, like for you personally, right, so your sleep isn't um, the most consistent, Mm -hmm. right? So that would mean your hydration and your breathing would have to be like optimal, right? So do you do the same thing with your clients? You see, okay, they're a shift worker, We need to really optimize. We can't optimize your sleep, but we can make the best out of it. But your hydration and your breathing drills and and your working in, in other ways, need to be more Mm. optimized.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you go for the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. The easiest one to change, you know, first to get the best results. Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. So whether that is focusing on hydration, sleep, uh, sorry, breathing or nutrition rather than sleeping, then yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. So with your nutrition, I know you're sort of big on the paleo, so am I, like um, sort of no non-preservative, like mm. real real food, basically. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah what, what do you like in your diet? Do you, have, do you have any like lamb brains or offal
0: or like... Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Yep. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I haven't had any lamb brains for a long time now. Um, I grew up in the country on a farm and my nana always used to make crumb lamb brains. <laughs> so Yum. yeah, um, that was interesting when we were growing up. Yeah. I think it took me a while to come around to even try it, <laughs> <laughs> um, but these days I'd, I'd love to try it. I haven't come across it too much, um, to be able to try it cause I, I don't want to just I'll buy- I'll have to bring you some. Yeah. I don't want to just buy Coles lamb brains or something. Yeah. I'd rather go to a farm and, and get it yeah um, get
1: it from the farmer's
0: market yeah get it yeah. direct um offal, definitely so I've got a couple of butchers where I get some awful from and you know it's all organic um you know no, no hormones all that sort of stuff so I can trust that it's nice so we get some awful mints which I make for the family and they don't even know
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and to after <laughs> so I no, I'm not, normally cook up you know um um patties or something like that, or we'll make like a, a bolognese sort of mixture or stir fry with some awful okay. mint, feed it to the family. And I say, ah, oh, how was that? I said, that was brilliant. That was wow. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Yep. That's nice. <laughs> and then they all go, what was that? <laughs> what was in it? Yeah. So normally just, um, liver, tongue, um, Sometimes some brains, I think they put in, but okay. it's, it's all mixed in. So you don't know. Right. So it, it, it's kind of a blend. Okay. So it's a lot less noticeable. Same with offal sausages. Yeah. You know, it's, it's offal blended in with a bit of meat. Yeah. So it, it's not so bad. Right. Um, I haven't had any straight liver or pate or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't ventured that far.
1: Yeah. I need to get into the, um, the pate's. Yeah. I know that's...
0: Yeah. I've heard they're really good. Um, but I'm not much of a paste person. Yeah. 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 I like texture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like to chew.
1: Yeah. Okay. What, what other things you said, the organic meat, like Mm. do you try and have organic vegetables and everything as As, well? As much as we can, but it's not always possible. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'd rather not stress about that too much. Yeah. And then shut my body's ability to digest food down as much. Because we're in, when we're in a stressed state, we we shut down our digestive abilities and our you know breaking down abilities mm-hmm. of the food. So we're not super, super strict on that like we used to uh, because it was just creating more stress. Yeah. You know, we'd have to find organic stuff. Otherwise, we don't have any food. Right. And I, if we couldn't find these organic stuff, then we're stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather have, you know, farmers markets foods or, um, uh, local fruit and veg shops and stuff like that, where I know it's, it's fairly local Yeah. rather than going, you know, Coles Woolies or something and just getting what's there, which has been in storage for nine months or something. Yeah. Um, and always in season. So we normally buy in season as much as we can. Okay. You know, it's cheaper for one, it's fresher, it's, you know, it tastes better, it, it's it's just better for you as well. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense to eat in seasons. And my eating changes with the seasons as well. You know, summertime, I love fruits and, and fruit salads and, you know, those refreshing, watery fruits and yeah, mangoes yeah, yeah. And, and all those sorts of things. Um. Whereas winter, I'm more of a warming food person. So whether it's bone broths and... and Ooh, bone uh, broths casseroles and, and, you know, slow cooker things and, and meat, roasts. You know, we normally have a Sunday roast as a family. Um, those sorts of things. Okay. Yeah. So organic, awesome if you can. Yeah. Do it if you can. Um, if you can afford it, if you can find it, they're the big factors around organic.
1: Yeah. Um, if your values are health. Yeah. An extra $5. Yep. For like... Your fruit and veg is probably going to be...
0: Yeah, so when I moved in with my partner, she was blown away that I was spending like 150 200 bucks on food just for myself. Yeah. You know, each week. Yeah. But it was awesome food and I was loving it.
1: Yeah. So worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, as a family now, we, we have had to cut back on a few things because money's, you know, good to have in different places. Mm. So, you know, we've all got family values and personal values. So they're a little bit different where we have to make compromises.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, nutrition is such a such a big one and and trying to eat, even if you are going to have your veggies from the colds or whatever, like maybe you do like blueberries and not in season in Australia, then just, you know, wash your vegetables and just be yeah. mindful of, you know, this food's coming from somewhere else. It's been in storage Um, don't get neurotic about it. but Oh my God, I'm eating all pesticides and preservatives, but enjoying your food and be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to wash these first and I'm going to minimize all the other toxins, uh, that I'm getting from the rest of my diet. Yep. Yeah. I, I love using the analogy, uh, for food because people will say, oh, eating healthy is, um, more expensive, which it might be, um, in terms of a calorie, right? So if you go to Hungry Jack's $5, you can get 2,000 calories, right? But if you try to get 2,000 calories from vegetables, you'd spend a lot of money. And it's like, if you had your car, like you've just got this brand new car and you love it. And petrol, there was this super cheap petrol for, you know, 20 cents a liter. Uh, But it was like from this random, it was from like, you know, the, the moon or some like random deposit and like it's just really bad quality petrol and it was 20 cents liter. Oh, okay yeah i'm gonna go fill up my car with this shitty petrol mm. right knowing very well that this shitty petrol isn't gonna treat your car very well and your car's gonna break down like your car won't break down that day the first tank of petrol you you go through right so Say, if I had a weekend where I ate some burgers and ice cream, I'm not going to break down, right? It, it's fine. It's a little speed bump. But if you're constantly filling your car up with this 20 cent a litre petrol, your car's going to break down. And it might not be that next day. It might not even be 10 years later. But in 20 years, that car's not going to be working. So spending the extra time and and money, especially, for your own health, um, you just benefit so much from it and that that's that's probably a big objection Mm. with your clients is is you know getting to buy you know maybe a supplement or Mm. buying some good like a good bed to sleep in just um little things like that
0: yeah so the best investment we can make is in ourselves. yeah you know you can buy property all you like or (laughs) whatever the one that's gonna get the best return is in yourself. It, it's simple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're not healthy, you can have all the properties in the world and and be rich or whatever in money wise, but you're probably gonna feel like crap. You're gonna, you know, not be very healthy if that's the case, unless you prioritize it and spend the money on it. it yeah. It it's the best investment is always in yourself. Yeah. So that's why I'm big on personal development, learning, all that sort of stuff, because it's investing in myself to improve myself. And hey, if that helps someone else, awesome. Yeah. You know, if, if I can help someone else with my experience, my learnings, and, you know, maybe they're going through similar stuff, then that investment just paid for itself, not only for my own results, but for someone else's. And then if that person tells someone else, then it's just paid again. Yeah. If that person tells someone else, it's just paid again. Yeah, You know, it's the ripple effect. It's so huge. When you sit back and think one little statement or one little question or something can change so many lives, it's pretty damn powerful.
1: Yeah. And and that's... Um, I'm not sure if we mentioned it in the podcast, but bef- definitely before we spoke about giving value. Mm. And I think that's why you're... One of the many reasons why your your small the 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 boot camp business is, is going so well because you're trying to provide so much value um for your clients. Yep. Because it's not about trying to get their money, it's about how can I get them results? How can I actually help them change their life? Yep. And and value is, is such a big one. So I know you do a lot of mm. like what, what stuff do you do for that?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, actually just going on that, one of my members this morning said, gee, you do so much for us, Glenn.
1: Oh my God. You must love <laughs> yeah. hearing that.
0: Yeah. It was awesome yeah. to hear. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, it, it's a lot of work and it, it feels good to yeah hear that feedback. Um, so just hearing that is amazing. But some of the stuff we do is, um, you know, little eating challenges, little, little challenges within challenges. We do six week challenges to help build habits you know it's not about the quick fix not about the six weeks and then go back to old habits it's about building those new habits and continuing it into a lifestyle we do social events um during the fringe time we went out and saw um, a comedian hypnotist oh cool so that was really cool there was a big group of us that went to that um you know we do breakfasts most saturday mornings after our saturday session the the mid morning session ladies they go out for a cup of teas and coffees after their sessions and I go out with them um, you know it's it's just those sorts of things which I enjoy doing because it's it's giving back to them as well um, I don't expect anything in return for yeah it. it's just you know I love seeing people in that environment and thriving and and you know feeling good about their life and for me to have some little part in that is, is way more fulfilling than if I was not doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that sort of stuff, I mean, we're doing a 12 week running program that I've teamed up with a local physio as well. Um, you know, I initially saw her for a little niggle that I had last year with my running. She fixed that. Um, I approached her because I'm doing my first half marathon later this year. And I said, Hey, You've done half marathons. You've coached athletes to do half marathons. Can you help me get there? And she said, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, And then I said, okay, awesome. So I was all keen to do it. And then I thought, oh, there's a few others of our group doing the half marathon as well. well. They've never done one. Maybe they'd want to, you know, tag along and, and be on the journey with me. So I've organized for this physio to come in, help us. So shout out to Sally. Um
1: Good work Sally yeah
0: and, we, and we've put together this program to help these people improve their running get more confident in running iron out those n- little niggles and stuff like that that may pop up and you know it, it's just about giving that value back because I don't want to see someone attempt their first half marathon or even 10k or 5k and injure themselves I don't want to see them injure themselves mm. I'd rather have you know my members, you know, clients and whatever be injury free for as long as possible. So I'm all for people pushing themselves, challenging themselves, but I don't want to see anyone get injured. So that's why we put together these programs is to help those people look after themselves. Yeah. You know, I'm running a half marathon as well. I'm pretty crazy to do that too (laughs) um i haven't run that far in my life before well so i'm shit scared about it
1: yeah but it's gonna challenge you yeah it's
0: gonna challenge me and i'm looking forward to the challenge yeah definitely
1: and if some of your members are gonna do it you're like, well why can't i do this that's right yeah
0: yep yep so yeah that's why my members inspire me you know they're the ones that push me yeah i wouldn't be doing the half marathon probably if they weren't you know doing it as well and pushing themselves so, the more they push themselves, the more I push myself, and we all just continue to grow together. Yeah. So, that's what it's all about. Um, and, yeah, I just love helping people. Yeah.
1: Just, yeah. Just... It sound, That's another thing that sounds so so cheesy. Yeah. It's like, I love helping people. It's like, sure you do. It's like, no, I actually do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Because when I first started my sort of PT journey, uh, I was working at Woolworths, and I was like, Oh yeah, I kind of like, this is all right, it's a paycheck. You know, I get to play video games when I want. Uh, And then I was like, something happened to work and like their boss wasn't nice to me. I was like, you know what? I'm better than this. And I started looking for jobs and I saw this. It never occurred to me that I could be a PT. And I saw this ad like, oh, be a PT. And I was like, okay, like, um, so I went and did the course and I was like, oh yeah, that was easier than I thought got a job like straight away I was like, oh that was easier than I thought but this is so easy like and I wasn't being challenged
0: yeah
1: I was getting clients and it was like okay I'm getting paid to like teach people how to squat and whatever like this is pretty cool and then you're like okay I'm not actually like when you first start as a trainer and you're not you don't have the experience and the people skills and the knowledge to program for these people and get them results it's not satisfying and you 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 might get those people that are like will cancel and they'll still pay you. And something about that, I mean like, oh my God, I got paid for literally doing nothing. But they're like, wait, they're not going to get any results. They're actually wasting their money and, and my time. I could be helping someone else. And that's when I realized like, this isn't just some job where I can play video games. Just, I can actually have some purpose um, in this job. And that's why, you know, I continue to, To challenge myself and and I heard something about it doesn't matter how many courses you've done, how much knowledge you have because there's everyone out there on Google has like a PhD Mm. and like the knowledge is already out there it's and and people know how to be healthy, it's just teaching them, hey this is step one, you know I know it says on Google you need to have two litres of water, you're only having not, you're not having 100 mils of water a day like let's go 500 mils a day mm-hmm. and and just those those people skills are so much more important than uh, than having the knowledge mm-hmm. which sounds bad because you kind of like ideally you would have both yeah um, so yeah you still do courses but spend more time going out for coffee with your clients and, and doing these challenges and and getting to know them because it's not just Going for coffee with them, you can learn something about them because I'm sure so many times you've just been talking to them and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, when I my ankle sore." I'm like, "Wait, we were doing squats <laughs> today and you didn't say anything about that." And they're like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't matter." I'm like, "No, no, it does matter." Mm, and yeah. and just getting rapport so they're comfortable with you uh, to get more confidence and but because like, so many so many people, so many clients, especially older clients they feel like they've had back pain for so long that they just, oh, it's fine. I don't need to tell you about that because that's how I live my life. And it's, no, you shouldn't have back pain. And you should be comfortable to tell me everything that's going on. Like even if it's that mental, like you hate your job, like I'm sure you've had people come into you and just start crying because they, they don't enjoy their life. They don't have that purpose and we can help them find purpose and and create that first step Mm. to get confidence.
0: Yep, definitely. And, you know, they've they've had the courage to to try something new, which is awesome. And, you know, you've got to have the courage in the first place, like we said earlier, which is awesome. And there's a great saying, which I have heard before as well, and it just reminded me then what you were saying, is people don't care how much you know. They care how much you care
1: Oh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true.
0: Yeah. Like people don't care how much you know. You can know a PhD degree on yeah. a certain thing, but they don't care. Right? If, if you don't care about them, they're not going to care about you. Yeah. So you've got to care about them for them to care about you and your opinion and your knowledge and, and stuff like that. So that's a big thing. You know, I care dearly for my clients and members and all that sort of stuff. I actually care yeah <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's a thing it's not just a job for me it's it's my life it's, yeah it's my passion it's my value you know it, it's my everyday life I wake up and live and breathe this stuff you know <laughs> this is my full-time job like a few of my yeah. um, newer clients and stuff ask me Oh, do you do anything else? Outside oh my of this? God. I hate
1: that. People think PT is just like, <laughs> that's why I hate, um, the word, uh, like, oh, I'm a PT. Yeah. But I knew that it like triggered me so much. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, it's fine. I'm, I'm a PT. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is yeah. a full time thing.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, the hours do suck most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to work around other people's work schedules. Yeah. So we may have some free time in the day, but hey, that doesn't mean we're at home at night time or in the mornings. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd love to be home most nights with my family eating dinner at the table, but I get home at 8, 8.30 at night most nights. Yeah. You know, leave home at 5 a.m. Have a little bit in between in the middle of the day to catch up with the yeah. partner and the kids. And that's it. Most of the rest of my day is spent, um, you know, admin stuff. Marketing everything really. So um yeah, it's (laughs) Was that a love hub? A phone call. Oh yeah, phone call. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's just um yeah, having that care about what you do. Just actually caring about other people and yourself. Yeah. Makes so much difference.
1: I was thinking about that the other day, like, wow, I've got up at like five times a week at 6am to come to the gym for the last like two years like I've had no mornings like yeah but then it's like I love it so yep. you don't really need mm. that sleeping you just go to bed earlier Yeah. as you sleep
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: used to be me playing um, video games all night <laughs> sleeping all day and my my grandma would always say to me oh every hour of sleep you get before midnight is worth two I'm like yeah yeah sure grandma <laughs> Um what uh what other things do you do for your sleep like um i look at quality quantity and consistency so mm-hmm. um you know are you getting up through the night for your kids right <laughs> um do you have consistency uh like do you go to bed at the same time do you wake up at the same times and then are you getting that 7 to 9 hours um, where do you look for that with your, with your members, your clients?
0: Yeah. So we don't delve into it too much Yeah, too early. Um, but yeah, definitely it's, it's questions that get asked as we go along as well, because as you said before, not everyone opens up on the first, yeah, exactly. first meeting. Yeah. So they may tell you, oh, you know, I, I don't sleep much or, or I get enough sleep. That's a good one. You know? oh and they say that. how much sleep do you get and they say oh yeah I get enough oh. <laughs> um, six hours yeah yeah so you know we delve into that as, as these things pop up but yeah definitely those three points are pretty important you know if you need to focus on one at a time focus on one at a time yeah as I said earlier don't change everything at once if you get overwhelmed too easy yeah just focus on one thing at a time whether it's going to the bed at the same time every night, waking up at the same time. Uh, I find waking up at the same time is a lot easier than going to bed at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so even if you just start on that and, and and work on that, you know, do that for a few weeks, and then set an alarm to actually go to bed instead of having an alarm to wake up.
1: Oh, that makes so much sense.
0: <laughs> so if you need to set an alarm. You know, nine thirty, ten o'clock, to say, all right, start winding down, start shutting everything down, start cleaning up the house or whatever to get into bed. You know, chuck the dishes through if you've left them there and and stuff like that, and then go to bed. Set an alarm to go to bed if that's what you need to do.
1: What do you like to do to calm down? Because I know business mind must be racing. Uh, How do you calm down? How do you? What? What's your sort of? routine for that?
0: Um, so if I can, just breath work. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just focus on the breath for a little bit. Chuck the headphones in. Um, chuck some, you know, either if it's guided meditation or just some music on and, and just breathe through it. Um, other than that, just chilling out and, and having cuddles with the kids and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and some people would be like, oh my God, I'm 24-7 grinding, going to be constantly Like, even Gary Vee, Mm. um, this crazy businessman, uh, even he shuts down sometimes. And I think you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you just... Be like the working out thing. If you're constantly going to the gym, oh, I train six hours a day, I'm always training my arms. It's like, that's not the best thing for you. You need to, you know, okay, I need to have time with the family, calm down, uh, and, and get ready for bed. Because that... It's probably the, one of the biggest things with my clients is like, what do you do before bed to calm yourself down? They go, um, watch TV. I was mm-hmm. like, that's not, that's such, uh, so much stimulation for your eyes and your brain and your, the sound. And, and once I, I do the little, so like a food diary, but a sleep diary is, uh, okay. How did you feel when you were reading instead of watching TV? Oh, I felt a lot better. Mm. Hint, hint. Yeah. There you go. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Um, do you read much
0: books? I don't actually no. Yeah. No, I suck at reading. Oh really? Yeah, I'm an audio person. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm gonna have a book or read a book, it's yep. audio book.
1: Okay. Yeah. What um what books do you like or audio books? <laughs> you should get the uh, David Goggins audio book. Should do. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't hurt me. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I have heard of him Or the,
1: the Jocko Willink um, I don't know what his book's called But he's all about the um, discipline equals freedom So okay. it's like structure mm. and freedom yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. cool um, So oh, the last probably year I've just been listening to podcasts Okay Yeah, so previous to that when I was listening to audiobooks I pretty much binged on heaps um, What was there? There was um, The Alchemist By Don Pablo someone
1: I have heard of that
0: yeah so that was pretty good um, the values factor by Dr. John D. Martini. Um,
1: I've heard his name as well
0: yeah he's very switched on guy amazing in human behavior and psychology
1: oh okay what did you pick up from that book
0: it's all about values right yep, so you probably heard me speak about values quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's called the values factor because it's all about our hierarchy of values yeah you know working out what your values are um how not to live others values and all that sort of stuff so that was really really cool um uh, i've got picture books over there um yeah okay pull checks stuff yeah, yeah have I you
1: listened been... to his podcast
0: yeah i listened to a few episodes okay yeah yeah um yeah it's pretty good I couldn't get into a couple of the episodes.
1: Oh, they're very, very dry. Yeah. (laughs) They're very dry. It's like, oh, yes, pull check podcast. This is going to be sick. And you're like falling asleep like, oh, (laughs) what's going on here? But the one with Mind Pump.
0: Yes, that was good. That was really good. That was good. Yeah. So, yeah, podcasts are huge for me. Yeah. I don't listen to the radio in the car anymore. It's just headphones in and podcasts. Yeah. Yeah that's about it really you know there's heaps of podcasts out there for yeah. every different subject yeah yeah
1: I know you turned me on to the Joe DeFranco podcast it took me a while to open the link <laughs> but when I did I was hooked on him that intro yep. is um <laughs> I love it I need an intro like this for this show yep. it's a bit long though but
0: drop the damn music <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: what um what things have you heard from Joe DeFranco like what what um have you picked up from him
0: um, oh, heaps. So the way that he trains his athletes, you know, it's not about how hard you can push all the time as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's massive on recovery. He's massive on warm ups and cool downs. Um, so you know, doing proper uh, warm ups for what you're doing in the gym. Okay. You know, structured warm up processes. Um, what else? So, the Brian McKenzie podcast that I sent to you. Yeah, the breathing one, yeah. The breathwork one, that was really, really cool. So, um, yeah, I got heaps out of that about breathing. Um, Brian McKenzie's a genius when it comes to breathwork. Yeah, have you tried the
1: um, mask thing? No, yeah altitude mask. Altitude training, yeah. Altitude training, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That don't actually put the rest of your body at altitude. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, So, no, I haven't tried them, no. So, Brian McKenzie has good and bad reviews about him, you know. Okay. Um, he him for breathing and stuff like that, but yep. not for altitude training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's only putting your lungs at, you know, that restriction, not your body, mm. not your muscles, cells, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's only restricting that one part. Um so yeah, they're probably beneficial for that. But um yeah, so Brian McKenzie's good podcast to listen to. Any any of his Interviews that he's done, um, they're really, really cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, heaps of other ones. Heaps of business ones that I listen to as well to, to help me grow my business. And, okay, which and help business people. ones? There's heaps of fitness business ones. So, the Fitness uh, Business Phil, Podcast. Phil
1: Graham? No. No, I haven't heard him? No. Okay, yeah, the Fitness
0: Business one. What's yeah, that the about? the Fitness Business Podcast. Yeah. It's about fitness business. Oh, wow. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they just interview... Um, Business people yeah. know, who have grown successful businesses, helping you know a lot of people. Um, you know, I love stories of struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, hearing people go through their struggles, hearing them uh, learn from their struggles and, and implement out of them. I just love hearing those struggles. Um, there's a couple of podcasts which I've just discovered in the last month as well from a couple of local Adelaide guys oh really um, and they're ex-military oh really Some. oh I think they're still in the military um, but they've both been through cancer so they young ones they're only in their 20s or 30s wow. or something and they've both been through cancer and you know just their story and then they're interviewing other people going through cancer or being in the military and stuff like that so it, just those sorts of podcasts really inspire me and interest me seeing how people get through those situations. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, I love learning and, and listening and,
1: and applying,
0: applying. Yeah. Yeah. Implementing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. How do you go about sort of, cause I know I went through a stage of, um, just constantly needing to be stimulated by content and I I always, n- Felt like I needed to be reading a book or listening to a podcast mm. or yep. um, reading an article or watching a video. Like so many things, I'm like, because there's so much content out there, but it's it's but it comes back to the knowledge doesn't always equal like mm. better application. It's it's all about applying sort yep. of what you learned. What did you apply from mm-hmm. the fitness business podcast?
0: Ah, oh, heaps around my, yeah around my challenges and and customer care and stuff like that. Okay, so definitely. You know, learning about um, things to do to, to help keep the members involved and retain the members in the in the um, the community.
1: Okay, so more about retention than getting new ones on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yep. yep. So it's, it's about looking after what you've already got. Yeah. Yeah. So I learnt heaps about that. Just you know, nurturing the community that uh, we already have, which yes, everyone seems to like. Um, you know, how we, how we do things, the community that, that we've got, the members, the personalities within the group. It, it's really cool to, to see definitely. But yeah, I went through a stage as well. Just listen to books, 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 podcasts, 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 yeah. and not apply anything. Um, that's when I was reading all those books on the audio books. And last year, I think we set a theme at the start of the year. And twenty eighteen was called the year of implementing. Okay. So we stopped learning so much. We as in who my partner and I yeah, yeah. um and we started actually doing applying okay. what we had learned. Yeah. So that's pretty much when I, you know, started at Good Life. Yeah. Started this, you know, group fitness business yeah, as well. Yeah. So that whole year of implementing, you know, it's <laughs> it worked. <laughs> so it's funny how taking action and implementing things actually works
1: yeah and having the courage to yeah. step out of your comfort zone to you know mm. implement something yep like restructuring the business like I kind of just did to take off Mondays and Fridays and people are like oh what are you going to do then it's like <laughs> what aren't I going to do I'm going to do everything possible like it's for you guys to give you more value so it's just um killing or well, hitting a lot of um Birds with one stone. Right. I'd mm. mess that up. Taking <laughs> a lot of, oh, it's been a long podcast. Ticking a lot of boxes. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Ticking a lot of low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah. Grabbing a lot of, of low hanging fruit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fruit and, and getting out of the, the comfort zone. Yeah. Where, which is where you learn.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And uh, puts things in a lot of perspective when you hear someone uh, has been through cancer and, and they still have such a positive outlook. You're like, wow, I haven't even had cancer. And sometimes I can be like a little negative. Uh, I try my best not to be. Um, Is that something that you try and... And and people that are just negative, like you try and avoid them. And and how do you combat that with your sort of community?
0: Yes and no. Um, We can't have positive all the time. Mm -hmm. We cannot be positive all the time. Yeah. So we have to have that balance between negative and positive. So, I'm not against negative or negativity. I'm not against positivity either. I'm for, um, you know, realistic balance. Yeah. And, you know, that optimism, but also the the pessimism. Because if you don't have that negative sort of, you know, connection to something, then you may not learn from that. So, if you look at... um, you know, me going through my rock bottom point, that was pretty negative at the time. But now I look back on that and that was super positive. Yeah. You know, that was super empowering for me now because that moment, you know, changed the way I was going. So at the moment, at that time, it felt super negative. Okay. But it wasn't really. It was positive at the same time as it was negative. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, like it it does a little bit. So, um, it's a negative thing that you're doing is you're doing something bad to your body, right? That's negative. But in the end it's, it is a positive. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I wouldn't be here with you now if I didn't do what I did earlier in my life. Okay. Yeah. You know, it it was pretty negative at the time, but I wouldn't be here now if that was the case. And, now I'm, I'm pretty fulfilled with my life, where it is, what's happening, all that sort of stuff. Who knows where I'd be if that kept going. Yeah. So we can go through shit times in our life and that's okay because we know that we're going to come out the other side. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't give up and, and pull the trigger, um, you know, you're going to come out the other side. So as long as you can always remember that it's not always bad but it's not always good. It's going to be okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's so many t shirt ideas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Muffin Man's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <life. laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it's not always going to be shit. Our life is never always going to be shit. Just like it's never always going to be on top of the clouds. Okay. You know, we have to be real and, and know that we can be in the middle. And it's okay to be in the middle and keep growing and, and learning from our mistakes, failures, and, and keep growing. So use those mistakes and failures and perceive negative situations to learn and grow. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, it can't be light here like it is today and light on the other side of the world. Yeah. It's impossible. So we can't have a positive without a negative. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's universally impossible. You know, you can't have hot without cold. Yeah. You need to um, experience both to know what both are. So there's an example that kids, they don't know what hot or cold is until they know what hot and cold is. Right. So, you know, they might touch something and it's cold. Oh, that's cold. Okay. And then they touch a hot plate. Oh, that's hot. Okay. Now I know what hot and cold is. Okay, yeah. They don't know until they experience. Yeah. So you don't know negativity until you experience it. Just like you don't know positivity until you experience it.
1: Okay. (laughs) So it's seeing a situation for the negative and, oh, what can I learn from this being negative?
0: Yes. So what can you learn from the situation in general? It doesn't have to be negative. Right. So if you have a super exciting moment there's also going to be something trying to pull you down at that exact moment you know you might walk home after a massive opportunity presents you might walk home and um, you know a car might drive past and splash water on you or something mm. it's to bring you back down to level okay yeah to, to bring you back to reality yeah because we can't be at a um, super high all the time if we were at a super high all the time, we'd be floating on the clouds, and you know we'd be not even here. Yeah. So we need to go through the the super high times, but also know that the super low times are there as well. So a good example, if you're in a relationship, is you know you might have an awesome day, you walk in the door, and your partner would be like, "Oh, how was your day?" And you're like, "Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome," and then your partner would be like. Oh yeah, my day was like this. Shit, shit, shit. Yeah. And then it kind of brings you back down. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's about having that balance there and equalising, you know, your life around that.
1: Yeah. More like to balance. Yeah. It's all about. I've never, I've never really heard of it that way. Is because I'm always trying to be positive, and. Uh, Even a negative situation, you think, okay, I can look at the positive. Okay, that actually is negative. I don't want to do that again.
0: Mm. Yep, definitely. But you've got to learn from it. Yeah. You're still learning from it, which is a positive out of the negative.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is very confusing. (laughs) Good.
0: Good. Hopefully I'm confusing the listeners and the viewers. um, But yeah, it's about just knowing it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it is how it is. Yeah. There's no, you know, if spots or anything. And bad. you wouldn't go
1: back and change it because... No. Yeah.
0: No, no. So everything that's happened in my life in the past, I wouldn't go back and change it. Yeah. Because it's made me who I am today. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all that that happened. You know, if I went down a total different route, who knows where I'd be. Hmm. So...
1: It's crazy to think of things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that, on that <laughs> very uh, confusing uh, topic, it's positive and negative. Yeah. But look at the positive. Um, yeah, my brain's pretty fried. That was like two and a half hours almost. Really? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um,
0: Might have to do two parts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to... No, I don't think so. pretty much nailed it. Like, yeah, no, I think so. That was I don't sick. Think so. That was definitely like my flow state, yep. like just like lost track of time. Yeah, uh, in the moment. This with yeah, such a such a smart dude. I mean, this is your Facebook, but if you're not following the Facebook, follow it already. Where can they find
0: you? Uh, Brighton Group Fitness and PT on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, also BPM Holistic Wellness on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, I will be launching a podcast very soon as well. Hell yeah. Um, So I will get this good man (laughs) on there at some stage and pick his brain.
1: For three hours, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool.
0: Thanks for listening, uh, guys. Yeah, thank
1: you. If you made it this far, (laughs) let (laughs) us know in the comments if you did.
0: Give him a review (laughs) on iTunes. Yeah, we just got the iTunes,
1: yeah. (laughs) On iTunes, five stars. (laughs) All right, see you guys.